MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Wednesday. It's January 11th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A knife attacker wounded six people in an unprovoked attack in Paris's busy Gare du Nord train station Wednesday morning before being shot by police. The French interior minister said praising the swift intervention of police that helped prevent any fatalities. The knifeman attacked several people, including a police officer with a bladed weapon during the morning rush uh, at about 6.43 a.m. Uh, Gerald Darmanin told reporters at the scene flanked by Paris Mayor Anne uh, Hidalago. He said the unnamed assailant was currently between life and death in the hospital. French media reported that he was shot in the chest. Uh, that he thanked police, uh, Darman, and thanked police for the effective and courageous actions that they took. Without the extremely rapid intervention, there would surely be deaths. He said, detailing how the knife was neutralized within one minute of attacking his first victim. Several passengers and a border police officer were among the wounded, according to officials. The officer was stabbed in the back by the assailant, but was saved by a bulletproof vest. Five of the victims sustained light injuries, while one was seriously injured in the shoulder blade and taken for emergency treatment. No specific motive, including terrorism, has currently been suggested by authorities. France remains jittery following a spate of deadly attacks since 2015. The commotion also caused serious disruptions to train service at the station, Europe's busiest rail artery, in the early morning rush hour. After months of heated debate, the Central Bucks School District on Tuesday voted to approve a controversial policy about what can be displayed in classrooms. Policy 321, first introduced in September, would stop teachers from displaying flags or posters in classrooms that uh, advocate for any issue that are not part of their curriculum. The proposal closely followed uh, instances of some Central Buck School District teachers being asked to take down pride flags displayed in their classroom. The policy was put on hold after the ACLU sued the school board for discrimination against LGBTQ students, which prompted the board to lawyer up and change some language in the new policy. Meanwhile, the school board president defended policy 321, saying the goal is to simply maintain uh, neutrality in class and keep politics out. Critics have claimed just the opposite, arguing that the policy makes a political statement and hurts vulnerable kids. More than 30 people spoke at a standing room only meeting Tuesday night. Uh, Many were against the policy. Despite opposition, school board members voted to approve the policy. Those in opposition vowed to continue to push back against policy 321. The Mega Millions jackpot has jumped again after no one matched all numbers in Tuesday night's Well, there is a million dollars that was won in Pennsylvania case. Okay, maybe I did win. Maybe. $1.35 billion is now up for grabs, the second largest jackpot in Mega Millions history. All right, ready for the numbers? You got your tickets? Nope. Are you going to start with the Mega Ball? Hold on. Getting my goddamn numbers out. I was asking a question. All right. All right, you ready? Yes. Okay, let's see if we have a million dollar winner. Okay, here we go. This will end well. The numbers drawn Tuesday night. What do you think the odds are, Steve? Uh, The numbers drawn Tuesday night were 7, 13, 14, 15, 18, and the Mega Ball was 9. I got 13, 18. Uh, no Mega Ball. Okay. Now you see the efficacy of my percentage right plan, right? <laughs> What's that? It's just like at the lottery, you get a, you get a whatever oh, yeah, amount yeah, of yeah. The, yeah. you yeah. break. Yeah. 
you get that percentage of yes. the lottery. If you get two numbers, you get 2% of the lottery. Does that make it more fun? I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it would definitely make it more fun. Uh. One ticket sold in New Jersey and another sold in Pennsylvania matched five numbers, earning them a million dollars each. The next drawing will be on Friday the 13th. <gasps> Tuesdays, uh, Tuesday nights. One oh my point... God! It'll be horrible luck. No one will win. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday nights, one point one billion dollar jackpot was the fifth largest in lottery history. Two numbers gets you nothing, right? I, uh, I don't remember. Uh, I don't under under my plan, yeah. Nick. All right, man. I'm... Under my plan, you'd be doing quite nicely. When are we going to elect you king? I know. I thought, I've been trying. I thought it was you had to have all numbers to win something, and then obviously you get the big prize if you get the, the Mega Ball. I'm going to go one right? step further. I think intent should be considered. Well, no, the million-dollar yeah. winner, you said, got uh, five numbers. So, yeah. Right. So, no, but if but, you but, get, But like, Nick asked you don't win anything for two numbers, right? Like you No, there, there are certain things like you win $2 if you oh, get two okay, of them correct, okay, okay. Or, or you might win. Uh, yeah, sometimes I've had $5 ticket wins, uh, stuff like that. I don't even know how, like, so do you take your... T- like, how, how do you find out if you've won anything? Like, if when, you, when you go... When you go to point of purchase, you see these little barcodes right here? Yeah. You, there's a little scanner, and you there. hold it up to it, and it'll say, and I'll tell you what the refrain is. It says, your ticket is, and then a little pause, <laughs> not a winner. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you could go back downstairs where you bought that, and yeah. they have a scanner? Okay. Yep. Yeah, all right, so here we go. If you just have the Mega Millions ball, or the Mega Ball, it's uh, $2. If you have one a number and then the Mega Ball, it's $4. Two numbers and the Mega Ball is $10. Two numbers on its own, which is what Preston and I have, nothing. Oh, um, I think percentage of the overall <laughs> jackpot is the way it's... Uh, yeah, and Steve's right. But uh, And then three numbers, that gets you 10 bucks, and then from there on up, you can, you can make some money. To be honest, I didn't know, even, even that, even being recouped for the cost of your tickets, yeah. is not, not bad. That's it's not fun. bad, yeah. yeah. But uh, none of us got that. Yeah. yeah, and nobody won the jackpot, so uh, there will be another drawing on Friday. All right, in sports this morning... <laughs> The Sixers beat the Detroit Pistons, winning easily 147 to 116 last night in South Philly. With his injured left foot feeling better, Joel Embiid returned with 36 points and 11 rebounds in only 24 minutes on the court. James Harden added a second straight triple-double with 16 points, 15 assists, and 12 rebounds and only played in three quarters of the game. The Sixers are at home again tomorrow night with a game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Tip-off will be at 7 o'clock. The Flyers, who have won five out of their last six games, are at home tonight and will host the Washington Capitals. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. And Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni said he's optimistic that the team will get edge rusher Josh Sweat back on their playoff uh, open. Sorry, back for their playoff opener. Sweat was carted off of the field and briefly hospitalized after suffering a neck injury in the game against the Saints on New Year's Day. Sirianni said yesterday, "I know he's feeling better. He made a push to play last week. We felt like it wasn't in the best interest to play last week, health-wise. But we're really hopeful and we really feel good that he'll be back." Uh, Sweat had a great season with a career-high 11 sacks. His eight-and-a-half sacks since week nine was the fifth most in the league. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks much, Kat. So Wednesday morning, a few things that are taking place today. We'll do a little uh, TV action with Fox Good Day later on, and that will be around 7.55. We also have a secret text word today. We have your opportunity to win a four-pack of tickets for the Philadelphia Wings home opener. And by the way, that is, want wingy. that is this Saturday at the Wells Fargo Center. So go ahead and text the word secret to 39333, and you just might win a little bit later on this morning. 
Uh, we also have some guests on the program, or a guest on the program, Tommy Davidson. Yeah. Scheduled to stop by. Was there a potential uh, that he might not make it? Well, we he's talking about that last night. In. He's taking the uh, red eye in to Newark, New Jersey. So ah. he's driving down from Newark. So. He should be here, but uh, right. just in case he, he's running a little late, that's probably why. He's playing at uh, World Cafe Live tonight, and tickets available at worldcafelive.com. So Tommy's scheduled to be here around 9 o'clock this morning. So looking forward to uh, meeting with him. And also, we can now mention this, and we'll go into some uh, detail a little bit later on, but the Cardboard Classic 2023 registration is up and running and ready to go now. So you can do that. All right. So we want you to go ahead and get registered. If you have a sled, it's Friday, March 3rd. And it will be, of course, this year at Montage Mountain. This is our first time doing this in Scranton. And there are thousands of dollars in cash prizes to be won. There is a concert that's taking place at night, Mountain Fest, actually two days, March 3rd and 4th. Uh, but that night, uh, after we get the event going, and uh, once the event is done, Everclear plays at 5 p.m. That's so cool. It's going to be awesome. Yes. Man. So details available at WMMR.com for a uh, complete list of information. Uh, you can also, well, we'll send you a link. If you text the word cardboard uh, to 39333, you can get all the information that way. The concept of it going on and continuing is really cool because, you know, formally, everything got to wrap up, yep. you know, at a certain point in the day. Yeah. Uh, that this continues is fantastic the whole weekend. Loving it. So uh, information at the website so you can now register, get on that, and uh, we would love to see you there for that event. We're going to take a place. We'll come, uh, take a break. We'll come back in a moment. It's and Wednesday. I know it is. And the uh, uh, the Golden Globes were last night, so we've got to recap some of those things uh, in the entertainment report. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, and probably other places. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program and enjoy more services like unlimited free delivery on all your grocery needs. More exclusive perks like 5% off every day on your favorite O organic or open nature items across the stores and more rewards that never expire. And now enjoy a limited time offer and save up to $5 per pickup order with a Fresh Pass subscription. Start your 30-day free trial today. Visit acmemarkets.com slash Fresh Pass for program details. Service available in select areas. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, we're going to give away, by the way, four stupid questions this morning. Tickets to the uh, Philadelphia Auto Show. We're going to give you four of them. It's for January 28th through the fe- or February 5th. That's when it's taking place. PA Convention Center. So, the question I have for you this morning, how many numbered colored balls are there in standard billiards? All right, 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. How many numbered colored balls are are there in standard billiards? So that doesn't include the cue ball. Right. Uh, 215-263-WMMR is the number. Yes, Kathy, you want to mention something? Do you something? want me to mention it? Sure, I didn't know why you... not? Okay, yeah. um, so apparently uh, all U.S. flights were delayed at 5.31 a.m. this morning. Over 400 were delayed uh, within, into, or out of the United States. Uh, they're not sure the connection right now, but the FAA system that alerts pilots and other flight personnel about hazards or any changes at airport facility services, um, any type of like procedures that alerts them of all of that, that was down, and they're not sure if that was the reason, but mm. at 531, 400 flights were delayed because of it. Whoa. Um, so that's 
that's really all the information that's out there right now. But all right. um, so if you're flying, yeah. check your flight before yes. you go to the airport. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for the heads up on that. We'll go through some birthdays while we await the answer to the stupid question. Today is the 11th day of January, and Amanda Peet, the actress, has her birthday. I only have a few birthdays today, just a handful of them. Uh, she is uh, 51 years old today. Oh, I've always liked her, though. I've heard she can be difficult. Yeah, wh- who was it? Uh, we knew somebody that yeah. uh, that had a run in with it's her. It's kind of a pain in the ass, but I don't know. But that was years ago. Maybe she's just sunshine and wonderfulness now. Yeah, who knows? But uh, she's great. Uh, what's the movie? Uh, Something's Got to Give. Yes, I like her in that. Uh, Saving Silverman. She's in that. <laughs> she's one. terrific in that. Uh, uh, so. Twenty twelve, the disaster movie. Okay. Yeah. Fifty-one today. Kim Coles, who was on uh, In Living Color. We had her in the studio. And Living Single, yes. Yeah. Uh, she turns uh, 61 years old today. She's a lovely person. Lovely person. Yeah. Wonderful right. person. Yeah. Very uh, funny, Preston. Also told... Love uh, to watch her and her husband have sex. Wow. Oh, that's right. Your humiliation. Yeah, you humiliation. Uh, also celebrating birthday today... Uh, uh, a member of Yes, he's uh, Tony K. Yeah. Uh, he took over for... Uh, oh, man... Why am I? Oh, Rick Wakeman uh, on the keyboards and uh, had a stint in Yes. He turns uh, 77 years old today. Great band, obviously. And the lights just went out in the studio. <laughs> what the F is going on? Dude, if we don't have the goddamn microphones turning off, it's the lights. <laughs> Did we pay our rent? Yeah, it was falling apart around here. Do we even here? work here anymore? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we on the air? <sighs> Come on. I swear to God. And Preston, there's a cockroach on your forehead. <laughs> We we weren't allowed to do anything to these uh, you know the walls of this studio because it was all like new and and yeah. everything looks oh, yeah, sleek remember. and everything. Remember yeah, that? Like yeah. couldn't hang anything. We should and, like, start hanging stuff. <laughs> we're, we're just ripping this. Cr- I mean, I would much rather rip these strips off of the I wall. I said that. And then, you know, then you wait. Hold up, but then you'll see that wood. Like no, you unless you you have to get under it to see it. Yeah, like the but top that's the one, least of our it. problems. Yeah. Top one, maybe. Our lights are shutting off. Yeah, yeah, there are parts of the walls that are falling off here in our oh studio. Oh my god, so. our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> uh, Tony K has a birthday today. He's seventy-seven. Uh, Kyle Richards, or is it Kyle? I'm sorry, Kylie, Kylie. Richards. Yes. Kylie. Uh, she is one of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but she's been in a, a bunch of uh, uh, movies and TV shows throughout the years as well. Uh, she's fifty-four years she old. Like again. Escape from Witch Mountain, and she was wasn't she? Who no, is me different Paul's, person. Is she the mother? Different person. Okay. Uh, I looked her up uh, just to make sure because I thought the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I forgot that gal's name, but uh, when she, when she was a little kid, I had a total crush on her. We're about the same age, but Kylie, no, Richards was in. Uh, yeah, this is a picture of her. Okay, Steve, so. is she her daughter? I think there's sisters because there's Kim Richards who is also in that it. show. That's, That's it. And she of. was in like Meatballs too. Yes. And, yeah. Now we're and, uh, Richards down. There was one uh, reality show called Diving with the Stars. Yes. And uh, masterpiece. Kim, Kim Richards' <laughs> dive, Kathy, was oh literally God. jumping off of the high dive. Oh, I kind of remember this. Yeah. But uh, Kylie Richards was in other stuff, and I don't remember what. And who cares? Uh, who, cares? Yeah. <laughs> who cares? Uh, Cody Simpson, singer slash actor. And that's all I have to say about that. It's what an 20, amazing resume. 26 years old today. At least theoretically. And then the last birthday is uh, Mary J. Blige, one yes. of the great R&B singers. She's 52. And also, uh, she's, she's a solid actress in uh, Umbrella Academy. She's great. And she's amazing in one of my favorite movies. The uh, What is that? That rock and roll, the one with Tom Cruise? Oh, Rock of Ages. Rock oh of Ages. Jesus Christ. That, is, that is a train wreck that I can't turn away from. I love it. It's a really good, <laughs> it's, bad movie. It's, 
fantastic. It's right up there with burlesque. So she's uh, 52 today. All right, we'll see if someone knows the answer to this question. I'm sure they do. How many numbered colored balls are there in standard billiards? 215-263-WMMR. We will go to Michael to see if he knows the answer. Uh, hey, Mike, good morning. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Mike. All right, uh, Mike, how many numbered colored balls are there in standard billiards, please? Is it 15? It's 15. Yeah. 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 Hey, all buddy. Four-pack of tickets to the 2023 Philadelphia Auto Show, January 28th through February 5th. PA Convention Center, and there's over 30 indoor vehicles in motion at the PA Convention Center. It's at Camp Jeep, by the way, E-Track, and for the first time ever, uh, the Ram Track, and you can experience the ride. Tickets at uh, phillyautoshow.com to get those. All right, Golden Globes were last night. Knew they were coming up. I just didn't know they were last night. Found out this morning. How about that? Uh, They were back on NBC last night. Uh, This year's show um, could be streamed live on Peacock as well. It was hosted by Jared Carmichael. Uh, the big winners, and I'll, I'll run through all of them, and we'll play some clips from people. The big winners of the evening included Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, and The Banshees of Inishirin, uh for film, and Abbott Elementary and White Lotus for television. So they took home a ton of awards. Uh, so let's, uh, here, I'll, I'll, I'll roll through these, and then we'll play the clips. Right? Yes, why not? So all the winners are as follows. Best motion picture drama is The Fablemans. Which um, was... They were saying could have been overlooked this year. And a big win for Spielberg. Uh, best motion picture, musical, or comedy went to The Banshee of Inishirin. Best TV series drama, House of the Dragon. Mm. Best TV series musical or comedy, Abbott Elementary. Uh, best performance by an actor in a TV series drama, Kevin Costner for Yellowstone. Kevin! Uh, best limited series, anthology series, of motion picture made for TV, uh, White Lotus. Uh, best performance by an actor in limited series uh, for TV was Evan Peters for Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Best performance by an actress in limited series for TV was Amanda Seyfried for The Dropout. Uh, best performance by an actress supporting role for TV uh, was Jennifer Coolidge for The White Lotus. Uh, best performance by an actor in supporting role in a TV limited series went to Paul Walter Hauser for Blackbird. Uh, best Director Motion Picture picture did go to Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans. Best Screenplay Motion Picture went to Martin Dunnah, uh, uh, McDonough for The Banshees of Inishirin. So obviously those yes. were big uh, movie winners. Big night. Best Performance for an Actress in a Motion Picture went to Kate Blanchett for Tar. She wasn't there, but yeah, <laughs> but that's, they're saying that is the odds-on favorite to take the Oscar. Uh, and then, uh, let's see here. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama went to Austin Butler for Elvis. Which I love. Uh, best performance by an actress in motion picture musical or comedy went to Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, performance by an actor in motion picture musical or comedy went to Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Vanish Sharon. Uh, performance on actress, uh, TV series, musical or comedy went to Quinta Brunson for Abbott Elementary. So cool. That's yeah. huge. Uh, performance by an actor, TV series, musical, or comedy went to Jeremy Allen White for The Bear. Uh, did he play the, the main character? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Uh, let's see. Best performance by an actor, sporting role, TV, musical, comedy, drama series, Tyler James Williams for Abbott Elementary. Uh, Angela Bassett won Best uh, Actress in a Supporting Role. Motion Picture for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And, th- and that makes the first 
cast member, actor category who's won in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, won yeah. Golden Globe. That's so pretty amazing. That's huge. Yeah. yeah, DC won before then because Heath Ledger, well... Did he win the Golden Globe? I know he won the uh, he won the Oscar. Oscar. I think he won the Golden Globe. But was, for the yeah for the Marvel Universe, yeah, yeah this is the first uh, the first statue right. that an actor yeah. has taken home. They've won other accolades before. Best performance by an actor in supporting role in any motion picture went to uh, Kihi Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. <laughs> Which Good is so cool. Yeah. yeah, his, his um, acceptance speech was awesome. It was terrific. You know, do we have that? We one? don't. That's we should over? play it though. Yeah, I heard it was great. I have a, a transcript of some of it. Uh, best performance by an actress, supporting role, TV, musical, comedy, drama, TV series went to Julie Garner for Ozark. And then uh, actress in a TV series of drama uh, went to Zendaya for Euphoria, by the way. Uh, so let's play some of the clips that we have here. We have a whole bunch of them. Now, remember uh, last year, they didn't have them. They just announced the winners. They, right. they totally didn't do an award show at all. That's correct. Right. Oh. And so this was a return. So Jared Carmichael talks about that uh, being back in his, uh, as a role as host. So here we go. Here's a clip from him. I'm here because I'm black. <laughs> I'll catch everyone in the room up. The Golden Globe Awards did not air last year because the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which I, I won't say they were a racist organization, but they didn't have a single black member until George Floyd died. So do with that information what you will. So I did what I do when I have a, a moral racial dilemma. Uh, I called the homegirl Avery. They asked me to host the Golden Globes. What should I do? And I told her about uh, how last year didn't air because of the no black people thing. And she was like, well, how much are they paying you? <laughs> and I said, well, Avery, it's not about the money, honestly. It's about the, the moral question of whether I should allow. And she said, Gerard, enough of that. How much are they paying you? And I said, $500,000. And she said, boy, if you don't put on a good suit and take them white people money. <laughs> so that was the payoff. But it, that whole thing went on for like eight minutes. Like he had such a casual delivery like the the audience kept getting noisy so much to the point where like there are points where he kept he would actually say shut the f up okay and and i've i've never i the, he actually went up into the audience later and he has a very laid-back style i haven't seen his i saw him on snl i think i thought he did a great job uh but he's up in the whole mix because you remember they're sitting at tables they they're eating yeah. they're drinking and man, the room noise was loud. Okay, and he was like talking over the. He's on air yep. presenting the show, yep. and he's having to talk over the noise. Um, yeah, I guess has he ever hosted anything before? I mean, I mean, there's he, a, there's, his own show. There's you know, a certain style to it when, right. you're, when you're live in front of an audience, and you've you've got to you have to. Uh, you got to keep it entertaining. Right, so he took the tact of, I'm going to go low, and they're going to all be drawn in. But no, there's liquor being served, so you got to override that. <laughs> all right, uh, Jennifer Coolidge uh, had trouble pronouncing some names, and she touches on that in this clip. We ready? Yep. All right, here we go. I think my biggest nightmare is really it's just the pronunciation of people's names. You know, once I say someone's name the wrong way, I'm screwed. I am screwed. I, I can't do it. Like, you hear it that one way, and you can't undo it. And I was at a dinner party one night with, um, I'm not kidding, I sat next to Bill, Bill Nye, Nye, Bill Nye. And every time someone came to the table, I was like, this is Bill Nye, Nye, and I, Nye. You know, and, and then, but get the, this, I'm serious. 
Across from me was Kaylee Coco Coco. <laughs> and it was just, you know, it's just a disaster. You know? <laughs> She's great. Uh, Steven Spielberg, his acceptance of uh, Best Director Award for The Fablemans. Here we go. Everybody sees me as a success story, and everybody sees all of us the way they perceive us based on how they get the information. But nobody really knows who we are until we're courageous enough to f- tell everyone who we are. And I spent a lot of time trying to figure out when I could tell that story. And I figured out when I turned about 74 years old, I said, you better do it now. <laughs> so it's his story, right? It is about, his story. About growing up he, and, and wanting to be a director and all that and just his family life. Yeah. yeah. The, the, in fact, his mother, so Michelle Williams plays his mother, has the same short cropped hair, haircut. Uh, the impetus for him getting, the kid getting into the movies was seeing uh, The Greatest Show on Earth. Uh, this will be DeMille, uh, you know, a classic. So it's it's his story. Uh, we also have a clip of Angela Bassett, who I said is now the first Marvel actor to win for one of the Marvel films. Best Supporting Actress for Wakanda Forever. And here's part of her speech. We embarked on this journey together with love. We mourned, we, we loved, we healed. And we were surrounded each and every day by the light and the spirit of Chadwick Boseman. And we have joy in knowing that, well, with this historic Black Panther series... It is a part of his legacy that he helped to lead us to. Uh, she's still a stunning woman, man. She looks great. She's and fantastic. by the way, she's always been in great shape. Yes. Always in great shape. Yep. Uh, then uh, Tracy Morgan got up because uh, Eddie Murphy uh, was awarded the Cecil B. DeMille Award, Pretty which cute. is the big achievement award yeah. of, the, of the year. And uh, and so Tracy had a chance to talk about Eddie Murphy. Here we go. Eddie Murphy is a comedy rock star. We both have so much in common. You're a stand-up comedian, I'm a stand-up comedian. You were on SNL, I was on SNL. You were born in Brooklyn, I was born in Brooklyn. You went on to become a world-famous movie star, I was born in Brooklyn. (laughs) I got to meet Eddie Murphy on the set of Saturday Night Live, and he gave me advice that I still hold dear to my heart to this day. He said, Tracy, always do good work. Never take a gig just for money. That's what Walmart trucks are for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. Oh, what a great terrible. joke. <laughs> and Eddie offers up some advice uh, for people getting into the business. And right. This is great. Three rules. Here yeah. we go. I want to let you know that there is a, a definitive blueprint that you can follow to achieve success, prosperity, longevity and peace of mind and i followed it my whole career it's very simple just do these three things pay your taxes mind your business and keep will smith's wife's name (laughs) (laughs) he screamed it Oh, my God, that is so classic. Uh, he's the best. That's awesome. And we do have uh, uh, the acceptance speech for Ki uh, Hui. Ki Hui Kwan. Ki Hui Kwan, thank you. Uh, all right, so, yeah, I want to hear that. So he won. It's the whole thing. We don't. I don't know if we have to play the whole thing. but it Play the first really, 11 minutes. It, no, it's two minutes, it's but two it's minutes really long. good, man. All right, so he was, uh, if you remember from the Indiana Jones films, uh, Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, he was short round. Uh, he was in The Goonies, and yeah, his yeah. career petered out after that. He was mainly a child star, yeah. spent many years staying away from acting, and just a couple of years ago when Crazy Rich Asians came out, he's like, okay, maybe there's room for me. And yeah. he got back in, and, and now he's celebrated for this 
uh, and everything everywhere at all all at once. So let's hear a little bit about that. Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, I was raised to never forget where I came from and to always remember who gave me my first opportunity. I am so happy to see Steven Spielberg here tonight. Steven, thank you. (laughs) When I started my career as a child actor in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, I I felt so very lucky to have been chosen. As I grew older, I started to wonder if that was it, if, if that was just luck. For so many years, I was afraid that I had nothing more to offer, uh, that no matter what I did, I would, I would never surpass what I achieved as a kid. Thankfully, more than 30 years later, two guys thought of me. They remembered that kid. And they gave me an opportunity to try again. (laughs) Everything, everything that has happened since has been unbelievable. Dan Kwan, Daniel Scheinert, thank you so, so much for helping me find my answer. You have given me more than I could have ever hoped. Thank you to the Holloway Foreign Press Association for this incredible honor. Uh, Thank you to A24. Leyline Entertainment and Agbo, thank you to our incredible producer, Jonathan Wong. Thank you to Michelle Yeoh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Stephanie Hsu, and our entire EEAAO family. And last but not least, I want to thank the most important person in my life, the one person that never stopped believing in me. My wife, Echo, I love you with all my heart. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, he's oh such my a nice God. guy. <laughs> and he's Aww. great in the movie. And then that night, last night, later on, Michelle Yeoh won. Yeah, that's which right. Was, and, and that was her yeah. first nomination and her first win. And, uh, I mean, Michelle Yeoh's a freaking legend, yep. you know? Uh, it was just great. By the way, can, can't you still hear, like, Data's oh my God. voice, uh-huh. short oh my God. round's yeah. voice in uh-huh. his voice? But he still has that childlike... And the, so yeah. he plays... Obviously, it's a multiverse movie, so he's playing many different characters oh, in, okay. in that movie, uh, versions of himself, as is Michelle Yeoh. I mean, there's, there's many iterations to them. And so uh, he plays a real badass spy, and he plays that kind of guy, and uh, he's great. Uh, by the way, uh, Kevin Costner uh, made a video because uh, he couldn't make it to the award show last night because of the flooding. Yeah, uh, in California, that's going on. He said uh, he made a video ahead of time apologizing that uh, that he couldn't be there, and uh, they had to uh, they, they tried desperately to make it, but the freeway was flooded over. Well, wow. the video is him. He's in, and it's the sun's out. Everything looks fine, but the, <laughs> where he was, he had yeah. to take the whole family away, and everything was decimated. So you said, President, he could not get back home. Yep. All right, so Golden Globes, that's the first one of the year. Many more to come. Uh, ben Affleck was spotted working the drive through window at Dunkin' Donuts. Fun. <laughs> Mass- I used to work at Dunkin' Donuts. In Massachusetts yesterday, a uh, source told Entertainment Tonight that he was filming a much-anticipated commercial with the company. Uh, uh, Tony, do you like donuts? <laughs> you will. Uh, the photos <laughs> show... Steve, run on Dunkin'. Uh, the photos show... Ben in a full Dunkin' Donuts uniform. Have you ever met Matt Calver? You will. Uh, including, uh, the, he's our representative for the Dunkin' account here. 
uh, including uh, the visor, and he was taking orders from the window. Uh, Jennifer Lopez, uh, or the source said that uh, uh, there were there were some photos, by the way, showing them uh, him serving his wife Jennifer. Yes, uh, and uh, source said Ben is heavily involved in the commercial as he's uh, he had pitched the script and is directing and starring in it. He is a That's massive Duncan fan, uh, which is kind of wild. Casey Affleck did that Duncan commercial for uh, SNL, which was brilliant, and it was, it was just it's a bunch a, of Massachusetts idiots, yes. uh, you know, pining over Duncan, and um, and it was really, really funny. I wonder if Casey had anything. Casey Affleck had anything to do with this commercial? He might yeah. very well because Duncan's origins are in Boston. In Boston, yeah. Yeah. so, so yeah. these everybody grew up. It was like the place, absolutely, uh, to go. It was for, like Cheers. Yep, Steve. When you worked at Duncan, did you work the drive-through? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, I had a much more important job, cleaning the bathrooms. Right, yes. Yeah. There I, probably I, wasn't any drive throughs then, right? Yeah. No, no. Uh, no, I don't know. So. I don't think so. I loved working the drive They had right. just invented the donut. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I worked at McDonald's, like that was like sort of the coveted job to get, and uh, and it was that was a fun job. Like I, I really enjoyed it, and like a couple times through this job that we have now, I did one at I think Taco Bell, maybe um, McDonald's again, like we, we, just through <gasps> promotions or whatever. I would love, I would love the so chance to, to make the donuts. They wouldn't let me near the equipment. They, yeah. you know, they they uh, they had one guy who was like it was like Parliament. You had to wait till he died to get in there. <laughs> you should do drive through now, Steve. Yeah. You would. You would have a blast doing uh, thank, it. I think I might like that. Um, every now and then, uh, Matt Capper will come in here with uh, Duncan gift cards and he'll give yeah. them to us. And I love that because when I'm at the drive-thru, and I do this uh, quite often at the Duncan uh, just outside of uh, 55 in New Jersey. I pay for the, the car behind me. You know what I mean? And I like to I, I like to imagine that, that the pay it forward just continues <laughs> throughout the going. rest of the day. You should wrap back around and ask the last car yeah. if their <laughs> coffee was paid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or just get in line again yeah. and see if you get something free. Yeah. You know what? I'm what are you going to do, do for me? I'm going to do that. Just keep getting in line. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he leaves with all this free coffee. Yeah, the first time I go through, I'm only getting half of what I want, right? And then when the, the next time I go around. Like, make a big You know what? I'll do, do something bigger. Pay not... For the for the pay off their car, uh, yeah, I, with, right, with right, the yeah. Duncan gift card. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, that's a great idea. First yeah. time, just get a cup of coffee. Yeah. Next time, where I get like a two hundred dollar order. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I right. never worked like any of those because I I was not a good like server. I just and, don't like it. No, no. I because whenever I went for a job, I always wanted to work the cash register, uh. and that was like later. Like you had to work there for a little while, yeah. I guess, to like you had to get pay your dues. Yeah. So I and I worked in retail for like a hot minute, and I was. Like, when can I get on the register? They're like, yeah, no, you have to fold clothes. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to work here anymore. Yeah, you got to do the crap work first. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Renner's sister, Kim, had provided a health update on him. Uh, she said, we're so thrilled with his progress. Uh, if anyone knows Jeremy, he is a fighter and doesn't mess around. He is crushing all the progress goals. We couldn't feel more positive about <laughs> the road ahead. Uh, this comes after uh, he shared a video from the ICU to the Instagram stories. Last week, uh, writing ICU spa moment, and uh, he was getting uh, a, a little bit of a scalp rub from his mom and sister. So it's very cool. I, honestly, from what we initially heard about how he was injured, and he certainly was a, a, a bad injury, yep. he's doing great. Yep. Uh, Anna Kendrick was ready to start a family with, quote, a toxic ex-boyfriend before learning that he had feelings for another woman. The 37-year-old actress revealed on Monday's episode of the Armchair Expert podcast that she and the unidentified ex created embryos together uh, prior to their split. Uh, She said, I was with someone 
Uh, this was somebody I lived with for all intents and purposes, my husband. And we had embryos together. This was my person, she said. If you did a little research on her past history, dating history, you could probably figure it out. And she says, and then about six years in, about somewhere around there, I remember telling my brother when things had first kind of gone down, I'm living with a stranger, she said. Like, I don't know what's happening. Uh, Whenever Kendrick would try to bring up the elephant in the room, she claims that her ex would scream at her until she was curled in a ball sobbing. Why do we have an elephant? Uh, In fact, she detailed the time that he visited her on set and was acting, quote, super strange. And uh, she worked up the courage to ask him what was wrong. And she said the worst possible thing was I was like, please don't say this girl's name. And then he started talking <sighs> about this girl. It sucks. Uh, the Pitch Perfect star says that she blamed herself for the relationship failing and was convinced if we broke up or, you know, if he basically if he left, uh, it was a confirmation that it's because I'm impossible. I'm lucky that he's even tolerating my bull ass. Uh, in an effort to save any remnants of their relationship, the pair started to go to couples therapy. Although it didn't help them as a couple, it did help her learn to be okay on her own. Uh, she said she started seeing multiple therapists and got into uh, Al-Anon. Uh, and she said all of these things ended up being very wonderful things for me in the long run. But initially went into them thinking, well, tell me how to stop being crazy. Tell me how to stop feeling anything. And she continued saying, I ended up going down uh, to just one therapist eventually. And I'm totally obsessed, obsessed with her. But what she did teach me to do was look at my own experience and decide what I wanted and start drawing boundaries. And that was really scary and really hard. But that is what ended the relationship. You remember Sofia Vergara was in a relationship with a guy. They created some embryos and they got into this oh, yeah. super long pro, uh, uh, legal, legal battle. battle. And uh, it was a nightmare. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, I, I don't know what the fate of that was with these yeah. two, but apparently it got to that level. On Tuesday, a judge in Los Angeles rejected the dismissal of rape charges against that 70s show actor Danny Masterson and instead scheduled jury selection and a new trial for March 29th. So he's not out of it. Uh, This comes after a Los Angeles jury was unable to reach a unanimous verdict in November, resulting in a mistrial. Uh, He was charged with forcibly raping three women in his Hollywood Hills home between 2001 and 2003. Uh, He has denied the allegation. So, yes, he's going to be tried again. Kim Kardashian's former rep, uh, Shiraz Hassan, uh, revealed in the British Channel 4 documentary called The Kardashians Billion Dollar Dynasty uh, that Kim's 2012 flower bomb incident was an inside job. The Skims founder was flower bombed during the red carpet launch for her True Reflection perfume, which was later blamed on uh, PETA. However, Hassan said he told Kardashian at the time, okay, this is what's going to happen. You're going to be fine. You're going to be safe. But we're going to create a media moment. If we create create media gold, guess what's going to happen? Everyone's going to be talking about your perfume. Everyone's going to buy it. Well, there's only one thing to say. Liar, whore, liar, whore. Uh, Oh, it's like she was in on it? You know it. Liar, whore, liar, whore, and you know it. She was in on it? Is that what it's saying? Yeah, that's what this person is saying, that it was this person's idea, even. Uh, And so he added... Yeah, uh, I believe it. Are the team in on it? Of course they're in on it, is what he said. Uh, So there you go. Yep, who knows. But... um, that's apparently a documentary that's out. I have no idea. Okay, so <laughs> I am sure going to watch that. Yeah, but who, like the dude or woman, I don't know who bombed them, but uh, what happened to them? 
Yeah, I don't know. You know, they were shot I, in the back. I've <laughs> so I've forgotten more about the Kardashians than I, uh, which is mm-hmm. keep going. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. <laughs> I, I vaguely remember this incident. Yeah, I, but I don't remember this at all. I do. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but it was it. Um, yeah, you know, Casey, uh, on the other end of it, I, I don't remember what happened to the bomber, yeah. which I mean, might speak to the fact that... Um, there were charges dismissed. Or, and... Yeah, it was a little bit more orchestrated. Yeah. Also, it, like, it was flour. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't yeah. paint. It was like what right. some people would do. It wasn't or... a, a, a sarin nerve gas. Yeah, like, yeah. it was yeah. flour. Like, big deal. She went in the back, she wiped it off, and she, you know, that was I a, could see she was in on it. That was a practical joke for a while. They called it antiquing. Yeah, oh, I love Borat it. did it. Remember to uh, Ryan Seacrest? Do you remember oh. on the... Uh, uh, on the red carpet. Forgot about that he, one, too. I think he came, he, he was playing, I guess it was uh, the um, the general. Was that at the movie he made, which was supposed to be Saddam Hussein? Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever it was. Anyway, he came out and he had he threw flour. Now, that was not, Brian Seacrest was not on that, in on that joke. Oh, he was pissed. Yeah, he was pissed. Uh, let's see what else I have here for you. Steve Harvey appeared on Tuesday's episode of The Today Show and commented on how his daughter, Lori Harvey, is doing after the breakup of Michael B. Jordan last year. Uh, when co-host Jenna Bush Hager asked if he was uh, offered her any advice, he said, "None of your goddamn business." <laughs> he said, "See, I got to be careful about how I answer this. I'm not allowed to talk about anything. I've given her advice quite a few times, but you know, it's difficult because she's 25. Uh, coming on the difficulty of being a public figure, he said she's done a really good job of figuring it out and getting it right. And I think she's in a really good place in her life right now. I think she's content." Uh, with Lori, and I think that's a great place for her to start from. She's never been to her. She's never. She's now going to go to her. Yeah, and find spend a, a weekend. Spend with some her. time with her. Yeah. Uh, people reports that uh, yesterday Netflix dropped the trailer for their documentary about uh, Pamela Anderson's life, titled "Pamela: A Love Story." Uh, in the documentary, the Baywatch actress has control of the narrative in telling her story this time. Uh, focuses on how her sex tape with Tommy Lee was made public without her consent in the 1990s and features confessional-style interviews as well as archival footage. So if you watch Pam and Tommy, uh, the miniseries on Hulu, uh, she ends up looking really good. She ends up looking, you know, very much the victim. And it was you, you watched all of it, Nick, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. And I was, um, it was... I was sad to learn that she didn't really endorse that because I thought it was a great document or a great uh, miniseries. Yeah, she came off looking really good, and it was very sympathetic towards everything that she had to go through. Yep. Also, um, both actors were incredible in that series. Yeah. I mean, I really thought that uh, that they were Pam and Tommy. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, they portrayed them so well. Uh, so this is uh, this is her take on things right. and how it went. You know, what I did watch uh, Preston is that uh, Army Hammer. Um, that documentary, it's, I think, okay. it, I think it's on Hulu as well mm-hmm. about the family, the hammer, the arm and hammer, uh, family. Uh, wow. A lot of interesting stuff, but really? just, just, just his stuff alone is very weird. And they're talking to exes again. None of this has been tried in a court of law. It's he said, she said, but there's a number of she sayers and what they're saying is pretty, pretty perverse. Have to see that. Uh, let's see. According to Deadline, the series Lucky Hank, starring Bob Odenkirk, is set to appear on AMC and AMC Plus on March 19th. Uh, in the show, the Breaking Bad star plays an English department chairman having a midlife crisis. And I don't know anything more about it than I that. hope he does a sequel to Nobody. Uh, That'd be cool. I yeah. still got to see that. D- dug that movie. Uh, according to Entertainment Weekly, Marvel Studios released a new trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. I loved it. Uh, yesterday, yep, I watched it uh, this morning. Uh, during the college football playoff national championship, the movie starring Paul Rudd, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Jonathan Majors 
among others, is set to reach theaters on uh, February 17th. I, this one I'm I'm looking forward to. Me too. It's yeah. uh, Me too. really kicking off um, the, the fifth uh, part of the MCU. Uh, what is it, Stage 5 or Phase 5? Right. And um, Kang is going to be a badass villain. I think John, Jonathan Majors is going to do an incredible job with it. And this is going to set up in, uh, Avengers uh, uh, Kang Dynasty, right. Secret Wars, like everything that's going to come and and. I got a bad feeling about Scott Lang in this one. Oh, really? I do. Okay. All right. We'll see what happens. Uh, it's coming out, yeah, like I said, February 17th. And then one last thing. Deadline reports that Paramount Plus has ordered Dungeons & Dragons straight to series. Uh, the eight-episode series is based on Hasbro's Dungeons & Dragons role-playing game, of course. Uh, Central Intelligence Director uh, Ross and Marshall Thurber wrote the script, and is set to direct the first episode. Uh, Vin Diesel was looking to... He's a big Dungeons & Dragons dude, and he was supposedly working on a series. Does he have anything to do with this? It didn't indicate in this particular story, but uh, I would hope so. Yeah. Um, I never <laughs> never played uh, D&D. Uh, my, my two sons play it. Uh, it was um, huge. It never got into my world. Did you ever dabble in it? No. Yeah. I, I For a brief second, and you know me in, in games. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. So, uh, you know, uh, you'd go into the bookstores, and the bookstore that I worked at, there were shelves of D&D strategy guides sure. and, and yeah. books and, ga- and, and mm-hmm. it, all of that. It just was an enormous juggernaut. The closest I came to playing that was uh, um, in grade school, my friends who did play D&D created essentially a Dungeons and Dragons football game. Right. And so every Friday the girls would go up and and uh and do choir practice. So all the boys in the class we would play football. It was cool, man. I really I really dug that. But uh the, the whole fantasy aspect of it all it like I wasn't yet. no, <laughs> yeah, not yeah. my thing. It was like viewed as a little scary. Like, I remember in school oh. like it was but the but it, like the you're guys, a devil worshiper. Yeah. He, well, yeah, and the guys that played like it was like oh god, he's one of he plays Dungeons Dungeon Central. Yeah. And well, it's it was, like in Stranger Things, yeah. Eddie, the character, is so the people are right. freaked out by him because he's yeah, he, he seems That's like what a it scary was. Guy. It was like the the kids that wore like all black, black overcoat, and like didn't look at you when you walked down the hallway, and you're like, he's one of the Dungeons and Dragons guys. Don't look at him. Brian Poussain and a whole bunch of um, actors who are into D and D and have been for years get together, yeah. you know, once a week and have this. Big, I think they, I think it's a podcast as well as they're playing. But, but and, and in the 1980s, Kathy, there was this big scare tactic that that took place. There were some uh, groups got up in arms at Dungeons and Dragons was a. Uh, it was a pathway to the devil and right. all this stuff. And yeah, my yeah. mom was part of that group. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, these kids are just rolling dice and yeah, yeah. Yeah. ah, my troll beat you. You know right, all yeah. that. So that's pretty much what it is. Wait, I, sorry, real quick. Um, Jace has I don't know. He found it on YouTube or something. But he's like, "Can I get a Ouija board?" I was like, "No, you can't." And he's like, "Why?" I'm like, "I don't know. My mom wouldn't let me have one, so you can't have one." <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're ready for clips now, gang. Delicate and reserved St. Omer provides insightful commentary on themes of motherhood, guilt, race, and education. And here, director Alice Diop, I think D-I-O-P, explains the difficulty of portraying this particular story. Here we go. There are so many different layers, and there is the one of mental illness, alienation, the grief, the motherhood, the solitude, and all of these complex layers were represented in the mise-en-scene and the the choices made formally in the film as well, which are equally complex as a mirror of of one another. Could you shut up? Uh, St. Omer (laughs) comes out in theaters this week. Here's the next clip. (laughs) 
In the white knuckle action movie Plane, a pilot saves his passengers from a lightning strike by making a risky landing on a war-torn island. And in this clip, star Gerard Butler talks about filming in Puerto Rico. You know, having a chance to actually spend some time here. I think they're on a plane. Yeah. Or outside of a plane on the wing. Here we go. Work closely with the Puerto Rican people. They're so warm and friendly and they work hard. And it's been really awesome. And it's had to be because this has been, it's a hard movie. It's a survival movie. We're going through so much. Shut up, dummy. Uh, plane will be out uh, this in theaters this Friday, I thought it said we'll be out in the we'll be out in in Friday this theaters. <laughs> right. Well, I see the Yoda's doing the uh, yes. the news now. All right, it's a dumb title for a movie, right? Plane, 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 P L A N E, right? Not Spice P-L-A-N-E. it up, A I N, plane, yeah, car, yeah, truck, truck. Uh, so toaster. toaster, that'd be a great movie, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's right. ridiculous. Right. Uh, we do have Tommy Davidson on the program this morning. He's uh, scheduled to be in around nine o'clock. We have a secret text word chance for you to win some tickets to the Wings home opener, a four pack of them. Uh, it is this Saturday, by the way. So text word secret to three nine three 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 because we'd love to have you on board. And uh, you can now get registered for the cardboard classic. It's back twenty twenty three. It is going to be Friday, March third at Montage Mountain in Scranton, the Scranton area. So let's have you uh, go to WMMR.com. I'll re- uh, roll out some more of the details as the morning goes on, but you can now register for Cardboard Class and get yourself ready for that event. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Hang in there. What's new? Why have you asked? Ghost. Rival Sons. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 933 WNMR. Uh, speaking of the, the airport thing. Uh, or just uh, the airlines in general that uh, all these are being uh, grounded for the time being. I uh, I flew last weekend and, and so it's, uh, just real quick, it's not grounded; it's just delayed. Oh, delayed. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Um, so uh, last week, Rochelle and I decided, and we've and we've started moving forward on this. Uh, we have to get our passports renewed first, but uh, we're going to do you know the pre-check thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's there's another level of that called global entry. That's what I have. Yeah. So you have that? Yes, I've had it for years, and we're I don't know that. why everyone doesn't get it. Yeah, we're going to get that. <laughs> yeah. If you, um, I mean, that's, that's it's like fifteen dollars more than pre-check. Yeah, and that's better if you fly out of the country. Like pre- yeah. pre-check is just you know it's great if you're you know flying within the United States, but just add another level uh, when you go out of the country. What a difference! Yeah. So right? essentially, you you get pre-check as part of the global entry. Like Correct. so. So and global entry is it will make uh, customs go quicker when on your way back in. Yeah. Yes, you don't yeah. have to wait in that big huge long line. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 Because you know a lot of times if you're flying in from another country, like a lot of flights are coming in at the same time, so it's like you get bombarded by a number of flights that end up you know getting in line yep. to try to go through customs. By the way, it's a hundred dollars for five years. Yeah. It's it's five years. I always that's worth it. Even if you only it's go, it's got to be a lot of money, and it's not. Yeah, exactly. Even once. Yeah, uh, that's right. a, and, and it, listen, for me, uh, I like to occasionally uh, bust some drugs in and out of the country. Sure, no, you're and not it makes it. To, oh, you still can't? have to oh, go oh, through oh. customs. Uh, yeah, even if you pay for that. Yeah, oh. Marissa. Preston, I hate to burst your bubble, but have you looked into getting an appointment yet? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, because there's none available in Philadelphia. Well, I'm not getting it right now. 
I mean, I have to get my prescription first. Wait, wait, you mean like they only have so many passes available that they will sell global what? entry? No, no, you just have to set an appointment to get it. Yeah, and they're like nearly impossible. You have to, to go get. to the airport. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't done that part of it yet. Mine was. I did it years ago, but um, mine was not that bad. Like there is a little bit of a wait time, but it wasn't like. You're never going to get this. Yeah, like I'm planning years. on it's going to be a couple of months, I assume. Yeah. Oh, that. I'm like literally on the website right now. It just says no appointments available. Oh. Oh. Well, <laughs> well, stay at oh. it. But you're talking about your summer trip, right? Uh, well, not even. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I'm, I don't think I'm going anywhere this summer. But, right. But, but I'm, I'm shooting for next year to maybe go. But, well, in the interim, get your uh, medallion for your cab. That's okay. got to be it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why I throw this out. My <laughs> friends flew to another city just to get it done. Oh, okay. Like it was that hard to find Fun. an appointment. Flew to another city. Yeah. They couldn't drive to New York or something no, like that? No, like, there was just none available. Oh, wow. okay. Interesting. But I'm also saying it, so if anybody knows how to get global entry, please yeah, let please. us know. Yeah. <laughs> because I've been looking into it for years. I'm sure they extend services to radio people. Of course. Uh, because we're, we're no security risk at all. <laughs> and we're <laughs> integral to travel in the United States. And we so. keep the the passengers happy with our pithy comments. Well, pithy comments. <laughs> Anyway, um, so been pounding the pavement. Ah, and been walking around the city. Been pounding the pot. <laughs> been pounding the pot. It's the city beat brought to you by the man with the paradiddle beat. <laughs> Preston Elliott. <laughs> Thank you for adding a paradiddle into this. I wanted to pay tribute. I appreciate that. All right, so uh, I have stories and uh, observations from around our area. And some good stuff. Yeah, we're going to start with this: a new state study. Uh, has concluded that uh, the network of speed cameras on Roosevelt Boulevard has indeed reduced crashes, fatalities, and serious injuries so much over two years uh, that it should be used elsewhere in the city and across Pennsylvania. We've stopped and think about it. We were hearing about, we'd always hear about somebody getting killed or hit or accidents uh, on that stretch road, which I think AAA put in the top yeah, at 10 one point. most dangerous stretches of road. Right. Um, I hate that road, but anything that can corral it in a little bit, that stretch, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm all for it. I used to travel it um, almost every single day, uh, and I, I, it was not a pleasure to drive it, but I didn't hate it the way yeah, people did. And I didn't see, listen, people, dro- at least when I did, and this was years ago, um, people drove it like it was a highway. Yes. That's the problem. It's the speed on it. it yeah. is, you There's know, pedestrians. I mean, you know, you can't well, drive like a highway when there's pedestrians. And there's traffic lights. So yes. people, you're doing, you know, 65 miles an hour, and then all of a sudden the light turns. There's, right. Right. Kathy, there's an inherent flaw in the way it is all designed, too, because when you get off the main drag and you're getting on the secondary quasi side yeah, street, uh-huh. they have off ramps that are 11 inches long. Uh-huh. So yeah. that you, you, you are... People don't know how to handle that, and yeah. that to me causes all sorts of issues. Well, and that's why. Are, sorry, and pe- just real quick, and people are using it as an alternate route to to a highway. So right. it's like they think, okay, we're going to get there, and you know, we're going to we're going to travel the same speed and get there in the same time. Right. right. That's why, like, if I know I'm making a right, I'll just at some point just stay in the right lane. It doesn't even yeah. matter if it's like ten miles down the road. Just stay I'll, in the right. I'll just drive in the that's right smart lane. Man. You know, if I'm yeah. going to make a left, I'll just stay in the left. I, and I'm with you, Kath. I, I really don't mind it at all either. What I do mind are red light cameras and uh, the – it's just – it's with those – the it's just black and white. There is no room for – there's no margin for error, right? You've never so, got to court and argued your case? No, I have. Yeah. I have. But, like, that's a pain in the ass, right? right? Like, so I got one uh, not far from here. I turned right on what uh, – the light was green, but there was a, there was a red light. Uh, because it was a bike lane, 
Anyway, I've never seen anything like this before in my entire life. When you, yeah, when you present your case, make sure your notes are in line because you got to get. You'll go well, I, like I can't even explain it to you, Steve. I had a green. And the judge light. wouldn't accommodate that. No, they did. They okay. did. But if there was a cop there, okay, yeah. at ten o'clock at night, and they saw what I did, they would have said, "All right, you're good." You know what I mean? Like I feel like there should be at least like a couple of people that review all the videos before they send these tickets out and go. You know what? You're, you're good I'd like here. to claim in, okay, you're all good. Sort of, yeah, I yeah. know what you're saying, but it is black and white. That is part of the deal. But what do you say to this? this the uh, the uh, data showing that there has been a That's 36% great. decrease in injuries and fatalities. Yes, yeah, so crashes on Roosevelt Boulevard dropped 36% from 2019 to 2021 compared to a decline of 6% in Philadelphia overall. Uh, and collisions with fatalities or serious injuries declined 11% of the boulevard in the, previ- in the uh, period studied. While at the same time, such crashes were increased by 16% in the city as a whole. And isn't an option always to ignore your summonses and your tickets? That's always something you can do, right? The report said objective evaluation quantifies the program's success at changing driver behavior, improving safety, and saving lives. If lawmakers don't renew the program by December 18th, uh, if they didn't, the Roosevelt Boulevard experiment would end. Speed cameras uh, went up in uh, mid 2020 on Roosevelt Boulevard. Uh, Governor Tom Wolf on Friday announced uh, $14.5 million for work in Philadelphia funded by the first installment of the speed camera enforcement money. Much of it is intended for Roosevelt Boulevard, including extended curbs so pedestrians don't have to walk as far to cross the busy road. Uh, realign lanes and turning lanes and new yeah. better time traffic signals as well as more bus shelters. Fix all that crap up. Uh, the parking authority, which runs the enforcement cameras, also found that average speeds were reduced and the number of speeding tickets plummeted after the machines were installed. So, so speeding tickets went down. Okay, so quick question. What, what is the buffer? Did they mention the buffer they will allow you to exceed the speed limit by? No. Okay. I think that's probably a, you know, yeah, what it's, if, a, it's a discretion that the police right. have. Uh-huh. So, so I don't know. Yeah, right. but I wonder with the camera. With like, the there's got to be a set. Oh, uh, that's a good question. Well, are these speed cameras or are these uh, red, light red light cameras? Right, right, right. Maybe they're, they're, oh, it says speed cameras. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I would think, I mean, it's a, it's a quite it, the term speed limit right. is it's supposed limit. to mean that limit. Yeah. You can't go past this number. Right. That is the limit. That's the end of it. Uh, but with a human, uh, you have some uh, a little bit of grace uh, area uh, to consider. Hey, when did the study begin? Uh, 2019 is when they went up. All right. I'm just curious as to whether or not the pandemic had any effect on, That's de- a good point, on huh? decrease of uh, good any of these things. It's a good point. Uh, amid an increase in fatal crashes in the city since the pandemic began in early 2020, including pedestrian hit and runs, cameras have proved popular with safety advocates. People in a number of neighborhoods are asking uh, for them on their dangerous roads, such as Lincoln Drive, Ridge Avenue, and Cobbs Creek Parkway. So there you go. Hang on a second. Let me go to Mike, who got a ticket on Roosevelt Hi, Mike. Boulevard. Hey, Hi, Mike. On, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah, I mean, I, I've gone five miles over the speed limit on the boulevard, and I've gotten, you know, two tickets from that. Okay. You got, you got, so, so that's it. five miles over the speed that's limit. That's what I'm saying, I man. Think, yeah. I think, I think a, a, an, a, a buffer. Should, I know, and you're right. Technically, so. it should be the, the 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 limit should be the limit. Yeah. But about ten, up to about ten miles an hour over the speed limit. That's right? what cops usually do. But right. then that's then that becomes the limit. I know. Now, now, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, too, I I think there's a study saying like of the of the five most dangerous intersections 
in America, three of them are on the boulevard. Yeah, I remember that story. Yeah. You're, you're right about that, Mike. Thanks, yeah. man. Appreciate it, bud. So, um, yeah. So, but they say they're working. What? Yeah. No, I, I just uh, remember having a conversation with my friend who is a police officer, and she said 11 miles per hour was her threshold. Okay. You know, so if somebody was going 36 into 25, that's because your, your speed like, will okay. vary. I, I would guarantee yeah. you, every every day we all multiple times break the speed. Oh, line. absolutely, sure. yeah. yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, some other stuff from the uh, city beat. We're going to move on. Uh, Kevin Hart, Meek Mill, and former 76ers owner Michael Rubin are joining forces again again to donate seven million dollars in scholarship funds. Oh yeah, that will support low income students at 60 private and parochial schools in the Philly area. You know, this is my this is my buddy does he he actually works for i don't know if this is with blocks uh does it indicate which uh (laughs) blocks yeah Yeah. uh my buddy jeff you guys know jeff my best friend uh he works for blocks and he works with michael rubin and a lot of these guys they're able to um you know what instead of like paying your taxes you're able to allocate you know a certain amount of your your tax dollars to a charity recipient yeah Um, yeah. okay Mm -hmm. so the recipient schools which were not named were chosen as part of uh concentrated efforts to make an impact in areas of need a spokesperson said on monday the donation will fund scholarships on the 23-24 academic year and at-home technology such as laptops, tablets, and Wi-Fi connections. Uh, investments in education have been a growing focus for Meek Mill and Rubin, who co-chair the Reform Alliance, a criminal justice reform established in 2019 uh, to advocate for policy changes around uh, parole and probation. Uh, Hart has donated Philadelphia schools on several occasions during the last five years. Uh, they also donated $15 million, the trio did, to 110 private and parochial, school, parochial schools in the Philly area uh, to cover tuition costs for the current academic year. That's pretty awesome. Awesome. So good for them. Money back into the community and helping out in education. All right. Uh, let's see. Here's another City Beat story. Uh, this is a quick one. And you probably saw this from a couple of days ago. But uh, Kate McClure oh. from the whole... Uh, yeah. The gas. Johnny Bobbitt. Johnny Bobbitt, $400,000 online donation thing. And you'd have to be a real sucker to fall for that story. Uh, she, yeah. <laughs> Especially like when another cool yeah. charity event is going on. And yeah. We had them at the camp up. Oh, that's right. Uh, so she was not present in the Mount Holly courtroom for this past Friday uh, because she's serving a one-year federal term in the case. But uh, they have sentenced her on the state charges. And they have sentenced her to three years in prison on those charges. Mm. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Uh, so the pris- her state prison term will run concurrently, and the former transportation department worker will bar her from ever working again as a New Jersey public employee. So, and, but the state prisons? Well, like, here's the deal. not fun ones. Well, where is she going to serve? Is she going to serve in a state prison? Y- not she'll sure. Ha- she'll okay. ha- if there's a state sentence, like, you can only stay in the county prisons for a certain amount of time, and she is above that time. So... Uh, well, uh, let me. At least I know that's the case for Pennsylvania. I'll say this: so if she's if it's the one year sentence is concurrent with the uh, with the three year, and if she's uh, a good model prisoner, I think she could be out in a year and a half, right? Two Something years, like yeah, that. I don't cool. know, but it's usually yeah, uh, you know, a decent amount less. But yeah, she's going to state prison for wow. a while. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Good. Yeah, reality's going to hit. Yeah, if it uh, hasn't already. If it hasn't already, you're right. So I don't know how long she's already been serving that uh, that federal charge. Would you be a model prisoner? I think I would. I, I, I like would try to do the, my best. Uh, I, I would, would try to. Yeah. Would you be a bitch? Oh, absolutely. If right. I'd, I'd find I'd, the biggest I'd, guy in the prison and I would give him oral immediately. 
Uh, Nick, I certainly I wouldn't be a bull. That's for freaking sure. Yeah, me neither. So I think I would have very little choice in the matter. Right. I walk in and say, "Who wants my hiney?" Uh-huh. I would be like, "Don't you know who I am? Isn't there like a special area for me?" Yes. <laughs> I, you know I'm what? on radio. I'm on, you put me in the radio wing. You know what, Steve? I think I would probably have to. I think I'd have to offer up my mouth. Yeah, uh, yeah and, both. And, and, and I would like say, right listen, away. I would say. If I can just do mouth stuff, I will give you the greatest mouth ever. Yeah. And and maybe make that, that proclamation. Welcome and to prison. Way... It depends on, well, let me hear your offer. What kind of package are you offering here? <laughs> uh, what do I get for mouth and ass? Uh, right? Yeah. Well, the M&A, the M&A package? What? L- let me, maybe we have a little uh, toilet wine tasting to see... <laughs> Who who I want to be with? And fight some of the oh, guys you get over. Your choice, right? <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, let them fight over me. I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm no great shakes, but in prison, I'm probably pretty good. You yeah, might you'd be. be a catch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'd be a keeper. So she's going to. Uh, she's going to. Yeah, three years in. Uh, in the real house speeches in prison. Speeches prison. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go somewhere else. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, the Blue Cross Broad Street Run. Uh, they announced the date on that, Sunday, April 30th this year. It's traditionally held in uh, the, on the first Sunday in May. This works out for me because I can uh, stay home and watch TV. But it is being bumped up to avoid conflict with a uh, Phillies Red Sox day game at Citizens Bank Park on Sunday, May 7th. So they are. They, this is like a one-time only. They're going to have it in April. I love when they make these accommodations. It seems like sometimes it's like, did anyone co- coordinate or look at the... Schedules of the teams and stuff like that. This time, they apparently did. Uh, the Broad Street Run will welcome about 40,000 runners. It's typical participation level for the first time since 2019. Due to the pandemic, last year's race had to be about 27,000 runners. In 2021, it was postponed to October and only included about 17,000 runners, uh, with others taking part in a virtual race. Uh, then it was canceled in 2020. So this year... Uh, runners will not be required to provide proof of uh, COVID-19 vaccinations or wear face masks at the start and finish lines. Spectators will again be welcome to cheer runners along the race course. Kids events and post-race activities will also return. Uh, the move to April, like I said, is expected to be a one-year change. The biggest change uh, coming this year is a new finish line Ooh. that will end the race at Lot K near the link. Uh, the course previously concluded at the in the Philadelphia Navy Yard, so they're going to move it over to the link. How many miles is it? It's 10 miles. Okay, so you probably won't have to poop yourself. It is the nation's largest 10-mile race. Uh, it will start at 8 a.m. at Broad Street and Fisher Avenue in North Philly near Einstein Medical Center. And registration for bibs will open after midnight February 1st. And we'll close at the end of the night on Wednesday, February 15th. Initially, I heard you say it's the nation's <coughs> longest 10K race. Largest. <laughs> and like, 10 well, mile race. They're pretty much all the same, right? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can run it in nine parsecs. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, which, which of the marathons, we were talking about this, is known for having the most fouling of homes and front yards. Boston, across, right? I think it's Boston. Boston starts in Where, Hopkinson. Yeah, they, I've they, been to it a few times. They it's, crap all over the place. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think uh, Boston is one of the largest, if not the largest in the country, too. It's also the, the most prestigious. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so runners will be accepted through a lottery system or have the option to run on behalf of a charity partner if uh, they want to. So uh, that's back in full force, which is cool. Uh, so if you're a runner and that's something you've been uh, looking forward to getting to or maybe first time out, 
that's what's great about that one is it, it's ten miles. Ten miles is attainable. It's doable, uh, and it's much more. It's it's less uh, intimidating than um, you know running a full marathon or even a half marathon. I mean, ten miles. You know, I mean, I, I my knee would give me too much trouble. I probably couldn't do it, but you could. You know, you could walk run it. You could you could do partial runs and walks and uh, and make it through ten miles. I, I mean, without like a five k is I think very easy. You know that, that that's and that, that I I ran one with my dad and never having run one at all and it was not not a problem. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, when you the, the marathon thing, I'm like, oh no, no effing way. And then people who do multiple marathons back to back, uh uh-uh. uh, yep. All right, uh, let's see another story from the streets of Philadelphia. Sight and Sound survey of the 100 greatest films of all time uh, came out last year. And uh, Trey Shields, uh, who is with the Philadelphia Film Society, has decided to bring the list of films to Philadelphia, all 100 of them. That's pretty cool. He's the program manager and senior festival programmer at the Philadelphia Film Society, in addition to... Uh, the film festival and other festivals organized by PFS. He supervises the organization's screenings of older films. So not only, not long after the survey's release, uh, Shields had lined up a screening series of the entire list to run in mostly descending order over the course of 2023. Uh, While most films will screen at the Philadelphia Film Center, some will be shown at the PFS Boers. Uh, Shields said he believes that the PFS, uh, that PFS is the only theater or film society in the country that has announced plans to show all 100 films on the list. A lot of movies. Although some others are showing selections from the list. The BFI South Bank Theater in London, which is affiliated with Sight and Sound, is showing all 100 between January and March. So the schedule has been announced through the end of March. Uh, the series will get underway, or actually did get underway on the 4th. Uh, with Jordan Peele's Get Out, which was number 100 on the list. You know, it's weird. Nerds in Paradise is on the list, but Revenge of the Nerds is not. What? Yeah, yeah. Mm, I did like Nerds in Paradise quite a bit. It's like Godfather and Godfather. Yeah, too. I go back yeah. and forth on the two. Uh, the countdown will likely be incorporated into the Philadelphia Film Festival in October, and Shields expects the films, uh, the top films on the list, to show at the end of December. So they're going to stretch it out over the whole year. Sometimes it's, and I've enjoyed it over my life, going when they will re-release a movie to the full theater. Mm-hmm. Like, I, they had The Godfather out a little while ago. I wanted to go and, and try to see that. Never made it. But, like, when they re-released 2001 in, in you know, large screen theaters, and I, I went every night. It's just there's... You know, that theater experience is just so fantastic. You know where it, uh, where it does that, Steve, occasionally is the Colonial Theater in uh, Phoenixville. And I just right. saw one um, coming up. I'll see if I can find it. But uh, some really cool film festivals uh, and, and just like full-on screenings for movies that have been around for a cool. long time. Oh, um, there's a Stanley Kubrick one. Ah. Uh, the Shining. That's what it was. Nice. So the Sh- they're going to do a, um, a horror bowl in, in place of the Super Bowl. And it's going to be The Shining, Creep Show, and Christine at the uh, Colonial okay. Theater. Very cool. Yeah. All Stephen King. Nice. All right, uh, let's see. I have more things. We'll have to break shortly, though. Uh, Let me see. How about... Boy, I got a number of things here we could go to. Uh, Yep, all right. Marissa got me this story. Uh, Known as Philadelphia's first comic store, Fat Jack's, opened its doors in 1976. And since then, the store 2006... uh, Samson Street has made it through multiple economic recessions, change of the millennium, the pandemic, but... The effects of shutting down, inflation, the increase in remote work has the store considering closing. Uh, but they are going to, uh, they're going to be trying to raise some money 
uh, to keep it from ha- closing up. So I've never been to Fat Jacks. I'm not familiar I with it. I think that. I have. And yeah. it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Does that look familiar to you? It does. Okay. Yeah. On Sansom Street. Uh, and so, yeah, they're having uh, an issue. Uh, let's see. I didn't get a chance to read through this. Fat Jacks subscription program has been affected as well. Working from home meant that readers had to cancel their memberships doing uh, being unable to pick up their comics. Um, I used to have a subscription set up where yeah. uh, the guy at a comic shop would pull all the titles that I liked. Put them in a bundle and you go pick them up. Yep, exactly. They um, couldn't do curbside, I guess. <laughs> so uh, now they're running a GoFundMe in the hopes of raising 20000 bucks. Uh, to cover the cost of production acquisition and to catch up on bills. Uh, the, the total debt amounts to be $80,000. Wow. Uh, I said that this will keep our head above water if they can uh, raise twenty grand. Uh, it's, 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 it'd be great if they could do it. At the time this story came out, uh, about $9,600 had been raised uh, to help Fat Jack. So they're almost halfway to their goal. Uh, in the meantime, the store is having a half-price sale of older comic back issues until the end of January. How, how much do they need? And it's doing a weekly Sunday online sale through uh, the broadcasting live website, The Experience. Uh, so uh, they need 20000 Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you said 80000 No, he said so. The, their total debt amounts at 80000 but he, the, the 20000 will help keep their head All above right. the water. All right. So they're trying to raise that uh if you can help out help out and they have an instagram account and uh it makes announcements and so on so but it's uh, supposedly the first comic shop in philadelphia uh 1976 it was actually it was uh, it was ben franklin who set it up <laughs> oh he did yeah, yeah i did not know well he was in, in integral in the printing press so that would make sense that he was a comic guy yeah <laughs> the hulk I, is all green yeah that is uh that's all i have time for in the city beat so hopefully you got a taste and a flavor of what's happening on the streets of Philadelphia. It's amazing how you can cover the whole area and just be up on everything. Yeah, it's, you know, it's what I do. It's, it's your gift. It's a sacrifice it's your curse. that I make. Alright, we're gonna break. We're gonna come back in a second. The Bizarre File is up. We're gonna go live on Fox Good Day this morning, so stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Compromise how you get around. Oh, Stop hey, compromising. Cass. Keep hang driving on. with safe auto. You got to hang on. And the pilot in this aircraft Sorry. for over an hour and are just sitting there. Uh, get a free quote at safeauto.com. <laughs> nothing's moving at that airport either. Nothing's moving at any airport in America. This, wow. What and that's story. something you don't hear often. Never. Nothing's moving at any airport across the country. Last time I remember is 9-11. So, and of course, at this point, we still don't know the you know true cause of this or what's really going on. All we know is what FAA has been putting out. I was told they were going to throw it to us, so <laughs> that's why I had you wrap up there. Sorry, we're this is Fox Good Day you're listening validate, to on the President's um, Steve the Show. The safety of flights, so they want to ground everything until they can figure this out. Let's hope that's all it it is—a computer glitch. Uh, Seven fifty-seven. Bosses on Reddit are sharing some of the wildest. Okay, maybe we're not. Uh, <laughs> it's us. Oh, this is us. Oh, okay. 
One boss says an employee claimed her car skidded on ice and hit a telephone pole. Oh, my God. Well, goodness. But that was not the truth. Uh, so, precedent, Steve, I'm sorry that we had to do that airplane no, stuff. No, problem. With your uh, radio listeners uh, listening in on that. But it is a huge story across America. Mm. Um, another one I heard, my cat just had puppies. <laughs> they got so screwed up about lying <laughs> that they didn't say kittens. My cat gave birth to puppies. Uh, one of, now, you guys would never do that. No, no. One comes to mind specifically when you guys are talking about this, and we, we learned this was going to be the topic, and then Preston, this, this is also from my past. I was remember working, um, uh, was it my second or third job, and an employee had... The employer was keeping track of the grandparents that had died that this employee kept saying. Oh, no. And um, three grandfathers. Three grandfathers died. (laughs) uh, Yeah, and it became very problematic. So if you're going to lie on the family death thing, you got to keep a chart. You know, yeah. Uh, there, there was a time in in my twenties where I just did not want to go to work, and I lied a few times to get out of work. And uh, I did one time. I pulled one, which was stupid. I said I got in a car accident and broke my arm. So how do you? Are you with a broken arm? Exactly. So you know what I did. I quit. <laughs> I was a pizza delivery guy. As it turns out, there was an arm specialist in from Zurich. So I quit. <laughs> I had to. I was committed. Yeah. I was decapitated in a car crash, but fortunately they had a head guy at the... <laughs> uh, uh, just to give you a heads up. I'll, te- I'll tell you one thing. He's like, uh, you know... Appointments like doctor's appointments for things, and just you know, I need the whole day. Well, I've had like 19 or 20 uncles die. (laughs) Yeah, you can get away with that. Uncle's good, the uncles are good. Don't pick too immediate. One that, and we've said that anything that's gastrointestinal, Mm -hmm. okay, no problem. No one wants to hear about it. That's that's the easiest (laughs) way, right. And who wants to pry out? Well, what what exactly does it look like? <laughs> you know, what, what what what's actually coming out? No one it's wants to crazy. hear that story, right? Exactly. So yeah, that always gets you the past. Uh, the, the crew over there at MMR, who would be most likely of like the five or six of you to lie? <sighs> who would who would or embellish about about an excuse to not come in? Marissa. Yeah. Marit- <laughs> no, she never misses work. No, she never does. Mike, you're trying to start a fight. Yeah. So you're saying who amongst us is the, is the biggest liar? It must be Kathy then. No, listen. I, I, no, Kathy is, is I incredibly am, sick. I am so nervous that, like, if, if I were to call out sick and then have to go to the store and somebody would see me. And, like, I, my parents said that I was like that with sure. school, too. Like, if I, if I didn't go to school, I wouldn't go out and go to the store because I was afraid that somebody might see me and think that I wasn't yeah. sick. I, I can't do it. Mm. Well, it's, it's akin to playing hooky. Right. So yeah. hold him. This is the same thing, same vibe. I think, I think Nick could be pretty good at it. Yeah. I, I, one time I, I pretended to fall off the side of a mountain and I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I rode all the way. You guys oh. fell for it hook, line, and yeah, sinker. We did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Have you. a great week, you guys. You too. All right. All right. See you later, guys. All right. Thank you. Uh, sorry about that, Kathy. I was no, that's okay. But just I, a second, uh, and I thought they were going live to us. So um, wait, but so I wanted to jump in when they were talking about it, but I wasn't sure where it was going. But um, yeah, so my my mom said that I would never like if I, I could. She, she would always say to me like, "Oh, you don't it's just stay home if you don't feel good. Like we'll we'll go we'll go shopping. Take you shopping. Was, we'll go shopping. No, but we but I could I wouldn't because I was so nervous that like somebody would think that I wasn't 
wasn't sick and went, well, maybe a teacher will see me at the mall or whatever. And she was like, oh, my God. My biggest latitude from my parents would come, or from my mother specifically, like I wanted to stay up and watch things like, uh, you know, movies that were on later on that night or whatever. Yeah. Uh, she would let me do that, but the caveat was always, but you're going into school tomorrow. Yeah. I um, <laughs> went from kindergarten through eighth grade, and I only missed one day of school. In sixth grade, I was, like, legit sick, and I never missed one day. Because your dog had kittens. No, no. I was, I was sick, but, you know, we were actually talking about this you know, family dinner on Friday night, and, you know, looking back on it, you know, my sister was like, because I think her oldest never missed a day from kindergarten to eighth grade, and she's like, you know what he got? A piece of paper. Yeah, nothing. At graduation. Yeah. Like, they, they, there was nothing no. special. They called your name. Here's a piece of paper. And, and, and she's like, so. Julie Jerkoff. <laughs> so you're doing it's for, it for the, what? You're doing it for yourself. It's yeah. for the kid. Like, if you feel good about it. Because mm-hmm. there are kids that that was, like, a big deal. Yeah. For, but, like, us in our family. Like, my, my mom was like, mm, yeah, I don't care if you have perfect Would descendants. you put that on, uh. On a resume, on a job resume, or something like that. No. I mean, to get something out of maybe it. maybe in a job interview, but maybe not not on a resume, but on, a, on an interview. Like, yeah, like, hey, listen, I I don't I don't miss. Like, I you know, I, I don't I I've only missed one day of school. I don't call out sick. And why should I'm... we bring you on here at NASA? I was a cafeteria monitor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, know. I, I don't think. I mean, if listen, if you're going for a job interview and you have, I had perfect attendance in high school on there. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying it shows commitment to, to get something out of it more right. than just that stupid piece of paper you got. Because like, college doesn't necessarily keep track of that. You don't want to go, don't go. They yeah. don't, they don't yeah. care. But uh, half the time, the professor doesn't show up. Most of us really haven't had to do many job interviews. But like you know, it's it's competitive out there today and. People have brag books and all that stuff. So, you know, my my wife had a friend who cre- she went to a, tr- a trophy store and and had trophies and plaques made up of her being like the salesperson of the year and brought the- fraudulent. What? Yeah. All right, yeah. hang on. What's a brag book? A brag book. It's just you know things that uh, you can brag about uh, in your. I can jump off the high dive. Yeah, like documentation of of you know oh, okay. y- your. Um, your triumphs. To, as Look at a, this: as is a picture in, 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 of a guy in my neighborhood. He doesn't like anybody, but he likes me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying. Uh, so, and and she would she had these fake awards made up. Would she take them or take photos of them? No, and, she took them. She brought. Uh, yeah, wow. she had a bunch of blacks and stuff. An like Oscar. That. Yeah. <laughs> I see if I could bring for our next job. I could bring all those Window Nation uh, top sales awards. And uh, yes, that I have on my desk. Do you think we get any latitude with the um, the Radio Hall of Fame? If you go in someplace, uh, uh, well, that I was thinking about making it into a necklace, and that way it would always be able to. I could show it to people, like a flavor flavor kind of thing. Yeah, Let's say you're flavor. standing in line with that; they'd probably make you go two or three back. Mm. Right, that's a big deal, though. Like that's like plaque where That's yeah. if you wanted to get a necklace, I'd be. They would think it was fraudulent if they hey, listened um, to the show. Let me go to uh, Lori, and then we got to get to the bizarre file, which is what we're doing now. Hi, uh, Lori. Good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, what's up, Lori? So I had 12 years of perfect attendance. I was never, ever, ever allowed to stay home. And I absolutely put it on my resume. All right. And has it, did it work in your favor? Yeah, it has. Um, like, my my current employer was really impressed, and I never call out of work. Like, I feel like it just proves that you have a good work ethic. Yeah. Like, I went to the school. I went to school sick. I suffer from bad migraines. Like, I still go every day. Okay. There's so, something to be said also if you are contagious. Yeah. To, to not to show not go. Don't go. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, well, you won't believe how many people I killed. Six days as adults. 
that you can take. But in school, my mom was like, nope, you're going to school. At least make it till noon so you get counted for the day. And if you're really sick, the nurse will send you. Oh, my God. Wow. That's what my mom said. That's exactly what, like, my mom got her. She she took every page out of my, my aunt's notebook. And, and my aunt was like, if they're that sick, they, oh, they, make it the nurse's call. It's like the, it, made, yep. the, 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 yep. the, it made the rounds. It was on the social media, the business as opposed to the, the warning if you're, if you're uh, if you're okay enough to go to the doctor, you can come into work. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> what? 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 No. Okay. Uh, so my household and Casey's household, I think, is, uh, are similar because we were talking about it not that long ago. Casey's One of Casey's kids was sick, and you were like, I guess maybe you were on the phone with Diane. You were like, they're fine. They can go to school. And she was saying, oh, but I don't know. They don't feel good. And literally two days later... I had the same conversation. I, I was on the phone with Jason. I'm like, oh, you don't, all right, maybe you can stay home. Let me see, hold on a minute. Let me see what time I can leave work. Mm. And Casey's like, he's not safe. He's not safe, he's fine. <laughs> I've got to go. My baby needs me. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> all right, real quick, uh, before we segue into the bizarre follow, as I had said before we went into uh, Fox Good Day, uh, Cardboard Classic registration is up and running now. You can now get signed up for that, and it is mandatory if you want to be a part of the race. You can come and be an observer and not have to do anything, and we would love for you to be there in attendance. Uh, but if you do want to enter a sled, you can now enter it through WMMR.com. Uh, and, of course, it uh, starts around 10.30 a.m. on Friday, March 3rd. Uh, sled building materials include cardboard, tape, string, and glue. Some decorations like paint are permitted, uh, but there's thousands of dollars in cash prizes, including $1,000 for best design. There's a limited number of slots for the fastest sled category. Other categories are going to be announced soon. Uh, but uh, we want you to go to WMMR.com to get the complete details. Or if you'd like to text, text the word cardboard uh, to 39333, and we'll send the link over to you. And Montage is pulling out all the stops. This yep. is a great way to come back and come back with an event that's going to exceed anything we've done before. Yep, and it's our debut at Montage Mountain. It's only 20 minutes further out than uh, Jack Frost was, so come on out. Be a part of this thing. We're excited to get back to it again, and we want you there. Let's do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, we're going to start with a story out of Tulsa. The Tulsa Police Department has arrested an alleged porch pirate with an unusual and questionably effective mask. Uh, TPD said that they were made aware of a porch pirate case in West Tulsa. They were provided with uh, surveillance images of the suspect and the flock safety system. Flock? Yeah. Uh, and it helped find the, system, the suspect's vehicle. Uh, also, uh, the police officer said, and or the police department said, an officer recognized the suspect from previous porch pirate cases where the suspect was wearing. Women's underwear as a mask. <laughs> All right. He had a panty on his head. <laughs> that uh, wouldn't draw attention. Uh, they went to the Mom, suspect's the panty home. guy's here. They knocked at the door and saw the suspect, Spencer Googler, <laughs> inside. Uh, Googler remained inside the home and would not talk to officers. I don't want to come out. A search I'm wearing my panties. Leave me alone. A search warrant for the home was obtained and signed after the warrant was signed. Googler exited the home. Mm. Uh, the police said that Googler was arrested and booked for five counts of larceny. How was he? So he was he? Did they? Uh, the picture establish how he was wearing them? Was I've not seen any photos was and the, it didn't the say side covering his face. I gotta think so. Yeah, I'm not really Otherwise, sure. Otherwise, you just have these huge openings. But yeah. he had panties on his head. Son, you got a panty on your head. <laughs> 
<laughs> a naked, headless body oh. was discovered floated in the water off of a well-liked beach in Costa del Sol, Spain. Uh, the decapitated woman's corpse was found with a deep cut to her stomach and hands chopped off. Ugh. She okay? Uh, she was discovered by a group of friends who noticed something in the sea while sitting on a restaurant terrace on Sunday evening. The group raised alarm after initially believing the person was drowning. Locals report the woman was uh, around 30 years old. It's what if thought, you, you pull her out and try to do mouth to mouth? It is thought that she was only in the water for a short amount of time before being discovered. Uh, the police officers leading the investigation blocked off the area before the corpse was taken God. for a postmortem. It's gruesome. Police are scanning through missing persons reports in a bid to discover the dead woman's name. A Yakima man, I'm not sure where Yakima Washington. is. Okay. Is Yak? under, under, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's under arrest for uh, drive-by shooting and threatening employees after people, uh, police said that he became enraged that a local Taco Bell was closed. It wouldn't serve. <laughs> He's upset. Uh, the Taco Bell employees say that they were closing the restaurant when a man in a flatbed pickup truck uh, drove to the window to order a Friday at approximately 2 a.m. After telling a man they were closed, the employee said the driver became immensely upset. The hell is this? Screaming that he would break their windows. I'll kill all of you! If they didn't serve him food. They said he then began pounding on the front doors of the restaurant. I'm hungry! Saying he was going to break in. A few minutes after he left, the employees say that they saw the pickup parked nearby. As one of the employees began to drive away, they say they heard a single gunshot. The employee called 911, saying the man was shooting at him. Police said they were quickly able to locate the pickup truck and detain the driver, 30-year-old David Sharp. Inside the truck, police said they found a 9-millimeter pistol, pistol uh, with a loaded magazine. A bullet chambered in the uh, it was also chambered, and it was in the center console. A loaded 22 pistol in his in a pocket just behind the driver's seat. Those were his Taco Bell pistols. And another 9-millimeter pistol with an empty magazine on the rear passenger seat underneath an assortment of clothing. Uh, police say around two, they, they found two spent 9-millimeter casings on the front windshield and multiple shell casings or live rounds in the center console. That's from the Donald's drive-thru. Officers investigated the Taco Bell store. They say they found a bullet hole in the building as well as a second grazing round on an exterior wall. And they also found a spent 9-millimeter uh, shell casing on the ground near where the pickup was parked. So he so, is in some trouble. Is it his perception that if you start shooting, they'll open up for you? I think that's the deal. He believes... Let him that, in. That, okay, that's enough. Come we'll, on in. We'll make you a burrito supreme. Uh, an art teacher at a New Jersey middle school, this is terrible, uh, has been arrested after he overdosed on fentanyl in front of students oh. mid-class. Oh, my God. Yeah. Frank Thompson was charged last week with possession of a controlled dangerous substance and endangering the welfare of children. A resource officer reported that Thompson was unconscious and unresponsive in a second-floor classroom after students found the art teacher in distress just after 9 a.m. Uh, the school nurse was treating Thompson when officers arrived. Resource officer observed signs of uh, that were indicative of a drug overdose and administered Narcan. Yeah, I assume schools keep Narcan, right? Would hey, you be, would think so, maybe. Right? Yeah, it could be, and it, you know, right. yeah, just for an emergency. Investigators searched the classroom and found fentanyl and various types of drug paraphernalia in a closet. Thompson is due in court on February first. A passenger at of a uh, Ford F one hundred and fifty called nine one one to report. That they were being chased 
by Washington State Patrol troopers. <laughs> so they called the police to report that they were being chased by police. And they're right on my tail. And wait, wait, do you hear? Wait, do you hear the the rationalization here? So around 12:30 a.m., a trooper noticed a truck swerving in and out of lanes. The trooper activated their lights when they suspected that it was a DUI driver. When 28-year-old Amanda Baporas didn't pull over, a pursuit started. Now, Baporas continued down the highway for almost 10 miles, reaching speeds more than 100 miles per hour, while still swerving in and out of lanes. Baporas and two other passengers in the truck believed that the trooper was not allowed to pursue them after the 2021 state legislature limited high-speed police pursuits. Now, this is not true, as this pursuit was authorized by a Washington State Patrol supervisor. They forgot that part of the It's law. unclear what was said to the 911 dispatchers during the call, but Baporis argued that, quote, her constitutional rights were being violated <laughs> okay. because the police were pursuing her. Take back his government property. <laughs> Alcohol containers were found in the vehicle, and Baporis was arrested on one count of DUI <laughs> and one count of attempting mm-hmm. to elude police. So she started speeding up, yeah. creating a high-speed chase, Thinking that the law would cover I got her this. and the fact yeah. that they would have to back off of the pursuit. Right. And that's why she called the police to say that it was violating her constitutional rights. So was it her belief that the police would send other police to arrest the police? I guess so. All right. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. We're going to take a break. A little bit later on, Tommy Davidson is going to be stopping by the studio. He's performing at World Cafe Live tonight. Tickets are available at worldcafelive.com. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Wait, what's he? Where was that place, Preston, and Steve said that guy did that thing that one time? Uh. Don't bother your friends. If you missed something on the Preston and Steve show, the daily podcast and the YouTube stream are posted on PrestonandSteve.com every day after the show for just such occasions. It's always there and always free. That is until the internet breaks and we've got bigger problems. We're going to get Tommy Davidson in the studio a little bit later on this morning, uh, probably 9 o'clock hour, uh, and he's going to be performing at World Cafe Live tonight. Tickets, I believe, just went on sale this morning. That's the word. Uh, You can go to WorldCafeLive.com to get those tickets. All right, so um, I decided we haven't done this in a while. Marissa likes to get video of this, so I'll make sure that I have this ready to go. Uh, it is a Stack O'Topics. Oh, the incredible oh, Stack okay. O'Topics. Explain right. the concept. We don't really have a theme for Stack O'Topics, do we? We, we don't. need some um, kind of a steam, a theme, not a steam, uh, theme for Stack O'Topics. Uh, these are just from time to time. I'll write something down that's not necessarily uh, time sensitive or at the time didn't feel like you know, it was worth taking out for discussion. And then I just keep a little pile of these on uh, scratch paper. Yes. And um, I, and every now and then we like to break it out, fan them out, and have somebody draw one like a card, and then we start talking about it. When, Most of the time, uh, we've had success. We've had a few stinkers. Yeah, there that's part, that's part. It's a sort of a gambling element to it as well. I weeded out a couple of the dumb oh, ones. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was my next question. Do you ever look at them in between stacko topics? I did today. <laughs> All right. And they're, you want to see the ones I took out? Yes. What didn't yeah. make the cut? <laughs> um, one is, uh, what's in your freezer? All right, yeah. Which is kind of good. I mean, there's people keep weird, weird stuff in their freezers. And then this one was, I think I'm alone in my phobia, obsession, et cetera. That's actually not a bad That's not one. so bad. I'll hold on to that for right. Stop yeah, doubting yourself. Mm, we, we just need like a, uh, mm. we need a kickstart. Like if, if there's that, yeah. with the phobia, obsession, we need like a story to go along with it. If yeah. it's none of us that has that, it's like, I know. Right. Well, yeah. a lot of these topics can be that, but they, they're, uh, listen, you were moved to jot it down, and that means... And, 
a lot a lot of times I will have a kickoff story yeah. for it and I'll write it down and I forgot Forget what the it. kickoff. <laughs> I know that happened last I need to write time. That I think you need to write that part down too. Remember uh, this part. Yeah, Kathy, yeah. you want to choose? Sure. All right. Oh, right now, have you guys ever met go. each other? Oh, this is our stack of topics. I like song. I love it. All right, Kathy, if you can read my handwriting. Yeah, I what think is it, it says pound for pound, what oh. makes you most angry? Yes. All right, pound for pound. Okay. What yep. makes you most angry? What you, gets you just seethingly mad? And it doesn't have to be, um, it, it could be a small thing that just really gets under your skin. Oh and, and you find yourself getting the most amped up, I mean, just ire, just absolute anger. Do you have to provide it. a weight? Uh, what's that now? Oh, uh, not actual pounds is what you're saying. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. No, no actual uh, weights involved. This gets me 20 pounds angry. So uh, I, I think mine, and, and it might be a, a real easy go-to, uh, and, I, and I've, I've, I, I, I came to terms with it for a while, but it's rearing its ugly head again. Oh, no. Is um, people that drive obnoxiously. Mm. Now you guys know I told you that I had a I had a, an epiphany moment where yeah. I I I let all of that go and I mm. and and it worked. Did for, it feel good? It worked it was great. It was, it's liberating, right? It worked for years and um I would just allow an a-hole driver to come and go to to just get a, you go on about your day. I'm not going to let you affect me. Well man, the other day I had a wig out session. Was it the <laughs> Oh no. Was it the guy? Uh, Your guy in the morning? No, no. It was a a kid. Oh. (sighs) On a tricycle. No. It was was a high schooler. Big wheel. Uh, Why is it high school? So so I'm I'm driving on uh, somewhere it was like 35 mile an hour speed limit. And I'm doing 40. Okay. So I'm going over the speed limit. doing fine. Kid flies up behind me, gets on my ass. Double yellow line. No passing. Crosses it. Goes around me. What? And And I'm like... I lost it. I absolutely wigged the f out because a you're you're tailgating me when I'm already going over the speed limit. B you cross the yellow line. For me, for some reason, there's no going back. When you do that, somebody somebody you could kill someone. Someone could be coming over a hill the other direction. There's a reason that double line is there, and I. So by yourself sh- yeah, in the car, myself. freaking out. Yeah. So what was the Screaming mechanism? And yelling and I, I mean just. What was the mechanism you would use prior to this for the time of bliss? Ah, okay. Because I know what I I might think that what I would try to do, I'd try to say, perhaps this person just learned that something horrible was going on at home or something was going on like that. This is a 16-year-old kid who was driving like an a-hole. Okay. And that's all there was to it. He came flying up on me. No, I, I knew by looking in the rearview mirror that this wasn't a desperate individual or something like that. Uh, I, I, what I used to do was don't let what that person did affect your mood for the rest of the day. Don't let that person cause this to happen to you. You know what I mean? Well, just, and and let that go. Well, because they've exacted a tremendous amount of damage on you for for something that it's not worth it. But I understand what you're saying. Go ahead. Um, So I don't, I understand, everybody gets mad at drivers. I, for me, driving and aggressive drivers are not like a trigger point. So I wouldn't, I would get angry. I'd probably, I always say, where are you going? You in a rush? Where are you going? Because everyone's behind you. You drive very fast. Yeah, you're an aggressive driver. But that's it for me. Do you know what I mean? Like that would never make me, that would never ruin my day. 
But what? Well, um, well, no. Nick and I talk about this all the time, and you, and you said it perfectly. Don't ever let somebody else determine your mood for the day. I know, and that, but that's like I I will try to live by that. And if somebody starts to bother me, I think about that, and I'm like, you know what? I know. Put that back into my mind again, and that's it. I need to do that. I need to yeah, remind myself. It's a really good thing. That this is what you. This is where you go to mentally when something like that happens, and it can be liberating. You know, yeah, I can. Help. For me, it's pedestrians, and especially when you they are screaming and screaming, and they're holding onto the front of your car. Oh, yeah. right, 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 right. <laughs> I'm not, not going to let them ruin my day. <laughs> All right. So, so what about you guys? What what pound for pound makes you? It could be a little well, thing. It could be the the ultimate uh, whatever. What what just really seeds you? I get irrationally angry when I'm in a situation, especially a travel situation, where I have zero control over it. And if a flight gets canceled or delayed, and I'm, I'm in the, like, there's nothing that I can do about it. And I think the fact that I can't do anything about it makes me even angrier in the first mm. place. Okay. You 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 prefer so I'm I can connect to. Uh, that's why honestly, there's a. I don't like the taste of alcohol, absolutely. I, I mean, I've gotten, you know, in my life, that's why I don't drink. And also, I know that I, 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 a reflux situation could occur. But also, the notion of not being in control drives me crazy and can make me very angry. And yeah. I've learned to control that. That's good. Because when it comes to being in the airport, like if I've taken the time and gone through security and, and done all of those things, and then I, I put a lot of stock in going to where I'm going to go. And and the relaxation that that's going to bring to me, and then when that's denied to me, I get stupidly angry. Do you know what's very know liberating it. in the air? Do what I do: have a pilot outfit ready. <laughs> <laughs> Put All right. that, go into the bathroom, yeah. change. Yeah. Get on board the flight. Okay. With a clipboard. All right. Here's and a couple of texts just to let you nine to let you guys know uh, uh, some some other ideas that people have that the that just pound for pound gets them the most angry. This says at the gym, people sit on their phone for twenty minutes on a weight machine. Yeah. Especially in the thirty minute circuit room. That is that is vile. Have, have some perception. I always think of other people's time around me. It's something that was, uh, you know, my parents as uh, when we were kids, be considerate of other people's time. Yeah, I I agree with that. I, but there's nothing like I can't think of anything. Traffic makes me angry. Sitting in a doctor's office, uh, the fact that they think that I have two hours to wait in their waiting room just to see them like their God pisses me off to no end. Hmm. But it doesn't. <laughs> What makes you seething? At, what That's makes what I mean. You, I don't know. You know a person. Uh, it's okay a, if you don't. A person. Yeah. Like a person who specifically does something. That would maybe make me seething me? angry. Um, no, I don't think you've ever made me seething angry. Oh, wow. You've made really? me angry for sure in the past. Um, <laughs> I mean, do you know you, what I mean? Like you per- almost can't see straight. You're so livid. That would be like a person doing something. Like there's not a, there's not like. Like I'm not, I'm not actually mad at the doctor. I'm mad at the situation. Yeah. But it. But it's not getting me where, like you, Preston, were like screaming and yelling. I, right. I, I wouldn't be like that. Uh, bullies are another thing. I just the idea of it. People that are just mean uh-huh. to be mean. I, oh, I just yeah. I, it, it makes me so uh, unbelievably mad. Do you have a situ- you ever have a situation where you catch yourself being mean and you realize? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. I'm sure, I have. Yeah, yeah. I try to think of that. Yeah. and that and then that that it's like. <laughs> Preston. This is the last thing I want to be. So I was at an Eagles game a month ago, something like that, and I'm in the bathroom, and there was a gentleman in there who uh, maybe, all right, so I, I don't know the right vernacular, so just know if I say the wrong thing, 
I'm not trying to be offensive okay. because I'm on their side. Uh, but I don't know if this person was transgender or a cross-dresser or right. they just, you know, were dressing flamboyant. But they were in, like, pink and they had a little right. bit of face make, 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 makeup on. And obviously, you notice this person because they stand out. Right. Because everybody else is wearing green, right? And I love that this person was at the game, right? But this person walked past some mook. And that mook had an issue. And, and turn around, he goes, what are you? Uh, what are, and I was like, oh, my oh, God. Whoa. Dude. Oh. Did you, did you say anything? No, because that dude could have killed me. Yeah, right. Right. I mean, he could, like, literally, like, I'm 5'7 uh, and, like, sober. And this dude was, like, 6'2 and, like, not and, like, you know. But sometimes you can't bite your tongue. Sometimes, like, you find yourself in such a rage where you lose control of the yeah. ability to say, to not do something. So yeah. good on you for, for biting your tongue. Are the, are the, so that's a universal. That's, like, that would, that's, like, race. That's like something that would just, yeah. it's just a, an aberration. I think are, are, you're talking about in a situation like normal interaction with not a lunatic would do something like that, <sighs> right? Yeah. Like those, those little, those lesser moments, but you know what I'm saying? So sure. are you, were you most conflicted over not jumping in and no. Making your feeling known? No, well, no. I mean, obviously because, the listen, guy was a jackass for doing that. It was also a, it was a crowded bathroom, so, you know, I, like, I don't know who's on my side. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I... But you got angry. I, I got angry, and I've never, ever, have ever seen a situation. I've never encountered, and I've, I've been alive for a long time, and I've been with transgender people, and I've been with cross dress, and I've never seen anybody... Blatantly like, go like that. I was, I was, at first I was like, is this actually really happening? Like, mm. does that, you know? Um, and, and yeah, I'm a little bit upset that I didn't say anything, but this dude's not there. <laughs> he doesn't want to have a, a, a lesson, lesson on, on how to treat people. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right. Mm. Uh, wait, so I found something. John on line two is, yes, this me, makes me seething right. angry. Let me go to him. <laughs> Hi, John, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, am I on the air? You're on the air, buddy. <laughs> Oh, is this a Kathy and Marissa show? <laughs> Where's Marissa? Uh, yeah, why? Now you get one more oh question. God. We give you three questions per per introduction. Call it. All right. So yeah, my my thing is, um, and it happens more often, especially as I get closer to like fifty years old. Um, I lose things, but it's not something that I lost from a long time ago. No, I set it down like five minutes ago. Yes. Yes. Oh. yes. You That's know, it. it's, it's over there. Oh, maybe it's in the car. No, it's in your car. Oh, no, it's on the table. Oh, my God. And I get, like, livid uh. in, like, three seconds. <laughs> and you want to blame someone else, and you can't. It's oh your own fault. Mm-hmm. Yes. I look at my lovely wife, and I'm like, oh, Lord, God, where, why did you lose it? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm with you. And, John, a lot of times it happens with my phone in my house. And here's the deal. We work in a studio with microphones. We, I, my phone is muted all the all time. All the time. All the time. Yeah, so, you know, oh, do you want me to call it? It's not going to do right. anything. And that's me yelling at me, yeah. you know? Quick no, question. Even better, Ray, for me is um, my stereo at home, you know, it's older. So I plug in with the audio cable when I want to listen to, like, my songs on my phone, right? And I will do that. And the music is going. And it's just Saturday, you know. We're doing stuff around the house. And I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm like, where is my phone? And I literally forget that it's sitting by the stereo plugged in playing Yeah, playing music <laughs> for you. Like, oh, my God. And I'm starting to get upset. My wife's doing something else. She doesn't notice. And then she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's playing music. <laughs> well, here's the deal. By the way, uh, and, and, and this might be a question because I, it's happened 
When you have your phone muted, if you use the Find My Phone app, mm-hmm. you can have it play a sound that will it will override the it mute. being unmute. Okay, that's yeah. the good thing about oh, the can. watch because I just tell my watch to find my phone and, oh, then, and then it finds it quickly. Uh, all right, so and we have all encountered this um, when you drop something on the ground and then you go to pick it up. Are you dropping it? No. Oh. And you you can't like you you bend down and then you come up and you don't have it. You bend down, you yeah, come yeah, up, you don't. Have... How many times <laughs> do you do that before you actually like First? out loud yell mother effer? You like you know what I mean? Like you just drop a piece of paper and you bend down. Oh, I don't have it. I don't have it. Don't have... Oh my god! I think three after times. the fourth. I'm, I, I'm done. Uh, I'm angry. Times. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, three starts to teeter on it, uh-huh. and then number four, you're like, uh, F you, paper. Uh-huh. Or it's like uh, trying to open up something, like a package or whatever it may be, and there's a little bitty little bitty strip you're supposed to hold on to and grab Why? to peel the beginning part of it off, and it won't freaking budge. I hate that. That uh-huh. gets me really pissed off. And, it's, uh, and you feel like a jerk for getting upset at that but it's it's a natural reaction for me i feel like it's the little things that really get to me the most it's not the big things like um uh earlier this morning i went to go pick up i had uh, all the sponsorship papers in the other studio and i went to go pick them up and i accidentally pushed two of them off the other side of the counter and the uh uh, gina and annie they just hear me go (laughs) right and they looked at like what's wrong and i'm like i just dropped two pieces of paper you know what i mean like (laughs) Uh, yes. Oh, uh, you I just thought told, of something else. Uh, yesterday, uh, Steve, I was getting on the elevator, and I just hear in the elevator, I'm like, mother and I, and it was Pierre, and I heard Pierre's voice, and I'm like, what? and then the elevator door opens, he's the only one, and then I, no, the elevator door opens, and I just hear peace and love, all right? He does, he's the only one in there. He does so, tell himself that. He, he was the, oh, I was like, uh, and if you then, want to hear a, ty, a tirade's. Pierre, and it'll be great because, you know, and he really is a a centered, loving Uh beacon of light. But when things go asunder, you you, you will hear him Uh explode and he'll come out of, and don't forget, of course. uh, (laughs) Yeah, it'll be like, (laughs) and then literally you'll hear a half second pause and it's 93.3 WMMR. God damn! We are back. (laughs) To his credit. He does not take it out on people. Being no. around it can be scary, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, he doesn't he yell doesn't. at people. He doesn't yell at interns or no. you know anybody in the staff. It's, it's, he's he's he yelling at himself. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right, so pound for pound, what makes you just get you absolutely disturbingly angry? I'll go to Danielle. Hey, Danielle, good morning. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? What's up, Danielle? Um, what really irritates me, I've been in uh, the retail business for over 20 years, um, usually fast food. What irritates me the most is when somebody comes in on their cell phone and will not pause their conversation to engage with the cashier. Yeah. 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 Whether I'm behind the counter at the cash register or I'm in line waiting for my food, like waiting at, you know, Wawa or whatever, just just get off your phone for three seconds. Your conversation is not that important that you can't engage or when they throw the money on the counter at the cashier. That irritates me. That that is, it's just, it's it's just in general rude. And I've seen that happen where somebody would be exactly that scenario. They're talking, they don't even acknowledge the cashier. They they throw the money across. Likewise, on the other side, when a cashier is ringing something up and they just stand there (gasps) and the amount, no interaction, you know, the the amount comes up and and that's equally. Yeah. And I I will say, 
you probably want to say to me, <laughs> that'll be $4.30, sir, correct? Oh, yeah. oh, 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 uh, you know, I'm, this is a simple acknowledgement and accommodation. When you're on the phone and someone just doesn't exist to you at all, mm-hmm. it's very, there was a, who was a, a musician just recently did it. Someone came up to them and was filming them, like he was recording them on the phone without even just saying, would it be okay if I grabbed a little video or, and he took the phone and threw it into the, uh, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the whole thing about the uh, uh, the person at the, at the register not saying anything, uh, it's like, look, okay, I know you don't want to be here. Right. I don't want to be doing things as well, but you know what we do? We suck it up. Yeah. And we play our part. That's what yeah. we do. And we, and we, and we engage <laughs> with each other. That. That's and why just, when you... just... Yes. Just you, do it. When you encounter someone who's pleasant, and so I'm... Yeah. Intru- and by the way, I, we've talked about this many times... Where you're, you're quick to go complain to a manager of inferior service, take the time to compliment to a manager superior service. Yes, agreed. I did that for a cashier at Target because she uh, she has been there for years. She is still there. I don't need your charity, bitch. <laughs> no, she her name is it's either Deb or Debbie, uh, uh, and she is like a delight every yeah. time you walk into any person that walks by her. She says hi to all the kids. Like she's just and it's I great. I contact Target and let them know. Preston, Good. That's like Francisco over at uh, the Wawa in Rio Grande. Yeah, Francisco. That's fun to say. <laughs> it makes your day. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me go to Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Wonderful. So pound for pound, what, what gets you absolutely the most angry? It, it's, it's very irrational, and I totally understand, and I think I need to take all of your advice and, and learn to let things go. Um, but I have two large dogs. They're both about 70 pounds. Um, they're pretty well behaved. I walk them two or three times a day. And without fail, probably once a week, some older white man will drive by and stop at a stop sign and say the exact same thing. And they will say, are you walking those dogs or are they walking you? (laughs) 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 They're not being rude. They're not doing anything. It's just because, like, I'm a smaller woman and I have two large dogs. And for And for whatever reason, that just gets to you. Gets under my skin, and I cannot figure out why it is so triggering. And have you have you tried? Is have you tried a mantra like like um, like uh, repeat to yourself, kill to the dogs? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. That's a great idea. Kill. I mean, so repeated phrases and and obvious ones. Uh, are, are definitely can be a, a pet peeve for some people. I mean, we, I do get from time to time uh, the face for radio thing, and I, yeah. and I just always laugh and I go, oh my God, where did you hear that? <laughs> oh my God, I have to use that sometimes. Listen, and it, again, if, if you step out, if you oh get God. out of your head, because it, it, you, and then you invariably, if someone has come at, come to you with that in, in a very benign way, right? It's like, why? <laughs> And I know, I try to slam on the brakes, I do. Uh, a lot of times, um, uh, and it's, Paul guys will come over, I go to the same barber. Right. I, go, I, I, I got it. I, I, I got it. Or, or they'll say, you look just like my uh, my Uncle Pete. And then they'll show a picture of Uncle Pete, who whose face was, uh, a wood plane was run across it. And I'm like, just because I'm bald, I look like this guy? But it, you have to remember, um, 
you know, in context, it's, yeah. it's a benign thing. And sometimes yeah. they're just trying to make a connection. And that's it. Yeah. Yes. That's it. And Agreed. everyone, and and, no, and even not just in a, in a, in a, in a perhaps we have a more high profile thing. Everybody in every day has something like that, like this, uh, Rachel said, right. about being the, this, the same thing said to her over and over again. But for the most part, people aren't actually trying to be malicious when they do stuff like that. Here's a text and somebody says this pound for pound. This gets him the most angry. Customer service call people who are incapable of helping you. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, I might be on that one. <sighs> yeah. I had a horrible thing, uh, Kathy, and, and I had to just be honest. I was sent to tech support on, on a phone call. This tech support was clearly out of the country. Right. And I wanted to hard be to communicate. As, as kind as I could be. To, I, and I, I felt I was felt bad about being in the situation. I'm attempting to fix a problem with a device I have. I said, I do not mean to be rude, but I cannot understand what you're saying at, at all. And I feel bad about being in, in that situation. Yeah, I know what you mean. You but, know? but if you literally can't, yeah. it's like we're, we need to communicate here. We need this. Is, yes. Mean. Uh, the customer servicing being passed around from person to person Ugh. is just, I, I, I can't, after after being on hold for a length of time, it's just, I can't stand it. That's why I appreciate the ones uh, that have the option to call you back. Do you come in yes. hot or do you come in passive aggressive? Uh, if, if I've been on hold for a long yeah. time... Passive aggressive, probably. That's my thing. Yeah, I let them know. Like, I will outright tell them because I don't know what the other person on the other line. If they know how long I've been waiting, they probably don't. So I will let them know that I'm irritated at the fact that I had to wait that long. If okay. you can impress upon that person, and again, don't lose your temper. A lot of times, you'll have something turn, do a one eighty, and they'll go and they'll stick with you and help you. But it's it is annoying as f when you feel you're just being ignored. Over and over and over again when you're falling in that chain. Well, this could be a customer service chat, but I will make the customer service representatives stay on the line with me. After I get them on, I make them stay on yeah. the line with me until whatever it is I'm calling is there, about. Is fixed. And, and so I had an Amazon rep stay on the phone with me. She goes, you'll get your refund in two to three hours. It was the fourth time I had called for the yeah. refund and it wasn't going. I was like, okay, well, then we're going to have to wait because this is the fourth time I'm calling and I, I don't have it. And miraculously, it came more than whatever it was, two to three hours into my account. And I was like, oh, here it is. I see it. Thank you very much. Yeah. And I made, I made her wait on the line with me. <laughs> okay. Remember the rules now. All you yeah. have to do is follow three simple rules. Okay. One, never underestimate your opponent. Mm-hmm. Expect the unexpected. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Two, Take it outside. Never start anything inside the bar unless it's absolutely necessary. And three. Yeah. Be nice. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Until. Until it's time to not, not be, be nice. But what, what if somebody calls my mama? Is your mama whore? Uh, is she? Oh, that's right. I forgot. She is <laughs> She's a whore. A whore. She's, a She's a raging whore. She's a liar whore. Yeah, liar whore. whore. She knows it. Oh my god. That's all there is to liar it. Liar whore. Liar whore. And you know it. You're right. Can I get you a beer? Uh. Let me go to Simon. Hi, Simon, you are on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good, buddy. What's up? So, I guess this applies to a couple different things, but uh, people that have no situational awareness of what's going on around them. Uh-huh. So, an example is 
someone with the grocery cart in the aisle and they stop to look at their phone and clearly I'm trying to get to the pickle jar behind them or yes. pickles you know, are good drivers do it a lot of the time too they'll stop in weird spots or waiting in line the guy doesn't realize what's going on so it's a lot a lot of it has to do with being on phone Simon like so you bring it's up like, something that is that that uh, again on the phone so if you're walking like <laughs> say you're walking along the concourse of an airport and you're in the main flow of of the the people moving along, yep. if I'm going to stop, I move off to the side. Yeah, people right. yes. will just stop. No, and, and and then you know you you're you're right up on top of them as if there's no other person in the airport. That to me is just very obnoxious, and that's what you're talking about: spatial awareness, awareness of people around you. And that courtesy uh-huh. of trying to get out of the way and not be in someone else's way. Yeah, kids have zero spatial awareness, and I always right. try and impress upon my children yeah. uh, forever Us to, to uh, have spatial awareness. And I was at the gym a couple of weeks ago with my son, and there was just this kid. I, I mean, I literally almost hit this kid in the face with the dumbbell three times in a matter of 10 seconds. And I said to my son, I go, I go this kid's not an a-hole. He just is a kid, and he doesn't pay attention to, like, the, anything around him. You know what I mean? I'm like, but you can do better. You know what I mean? Like, don't be this kid. You right. Know? Yeah. That. Simon, that ranks way up there with me, man. I, I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks. I thought, I, I thought of another one real quick. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so my name is Simon, and I'm a wedding photographer. And the amount of time I've heard groomsmen or anyone go, <laughs> Simon, sit ahead. <laughs> Simon said, uh, I never heard that. Where'd you come up with that? It doesn't matter what yeah. your job is. You're, you're going to get that. You know, yeah. I get Casey in the Sunshine Band, Casey Kasem. It's just what, you know. By the way, uh, there was another caller up, and I didn't get a chance to go to them, but they were, they were pointing out, uh, they said entitled people, uh, meaning. So, uh, like someone who cuts in line or feels that they are more deserving than you right, are. Right. And that can be in traffic, that can be in a line. Uh, and that, I, I, was I on air? Was I telling you guys a story? I was the other at, day. I was at Atlantic like, City. It might have been yesterday. Yes, yeah, it might have yeah. been yesterday. That's a you, perfect You were in line for food. I was yeah. so mm-hmm. angry. I mean, like, I almost wanted to hit this person. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and the big part of it was, is uh, for some reason, I got this, uh, my, um, my pride felt damaged. Uh-huh. I am better than you. Get out of my way. Was what I felt like that person was doing. Now, what is that? What was happening? Probably not. No. Uh, but but it just it felt that way. I had Steve. I had lost face. Yeah. I uh-huh. had as the Japanese say. Yes. Honor was her. And 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 part of that's me. Part of it, a little bit, is you shouldn't take things that seriously. You shouldn't take these little inconveniences. But there are times when it feels like you're just being stepped on. Do you know? And it, God, does that make me mad? Ultimately, again, if you stop and think about it, you win by not succumbing to the rage like in other words you i always say this people who are like that and who are recidivists like that have already received their sentence they have to live as that person and 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 so they you know they their 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 sentence was was decided long ago they're just foul people um whereas you won't be a victim to that there is a way the, the the better part would be able to to know the right things to say in a situation like that. And Casey, like with this homophobe that you uh, uh-huh. encountered the other day, you know, you may not, by, by aggressively confronting that person, is going to be counterproductive. It's only going to make them more angry. It's going to make you more angry. Mm-hmm. There, it's not going to help out in any way, shape, or form. But if you can, if there's a way to pull kind of a Mr. Rogers type of, 
Hey, can I just ask you a Can I put my sweater on? Yeah, can yeah. I put my sweater on and have a conversation with you? <laughs> there is a way to do that, and there are people that are really good at that. I've known a few of them. Right. And I'm like, man, I wish I had that whatever that is, mm-hmm. that in the heat of the moment, you find the right way uh, to discuss or defuse, and it's a talent. It really is. But, uh, I yeah, think, it's, yeah, it's hard in the moment to, I know. to get I know. to that place. It, it really you is. Know? Maybe you should what you should have done is followed him in the stall. Well, no, said, I mean, listen. Can we talk? <laughs> I have had. Let a me situ- get those buckles for you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Press, I those look hard. Is was, that a button fly? <laughs> I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. No, it's like, yeah. uh, no, I had a situation where there was a, a guy who got punched at a uh, sporting event, and I was there. The dude got sucker punched, and he was listen. I, and I understand he just wanted to like destroy the dude, and I had I didn't know this guy. Didn't know the other guy, yeah. but I, I kind of got in his way. I go, dude, I'm like, you're going to get arrested. Simple as that. I go, if you, I know, and, and he was actually bleeding yeah, because he got punched one oh, time. No. He was kind of bleeding out of his eye, and I was like, and I probably shouldn't have. I should have just not even gotten a but, but the dude, was he looked at me. He saw me. He heard what I was saying, and he calmed down, and he walked the other way. But I was like, dude, like nothing okay. good is going to happen if you go after this dude. I'm like, I promise you, you're going to get arrested. And, and I decided like, to punch your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I had to punch uh, someone. Uh, there's a school administrator I know um, that we, honestly, we could all sit down with him because he, I don't know how he does it. but He's, he's got a way. He stays calm in every situation. He had somebody yelling at him the other day going, I don't understand how you stay so calm in all these situations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like literally screaming at him. That's, yeah. that's oh. just, it, it's just a worse, it's just a horrible thing because it makes you feel bad about yourself you and it's, it becomes this, yes. this circu- circular thing that you're trapped in and then you feel bad about that and then you feel bad about that and you slide down that hole and that's why, again, uh, the things that I've employed are the two things, the, the watcher and, and, and I call it getting outside of my head. Step away, clear your, clear the morass of crap that's going on because in, in the moment, you're, 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 you know, take that breath. Yep. If you talk about Casey, yeah, he could have punched that guy. He could have, that guy could have fell back, hit the corner of a table and died. Right. Mm-hmm. Those things do happen. Yes, there was a, there was a guy who was in our, our Cub Scout uh, group and he was, he was one of the leaders and, and Steve is his name, Steve Bakey actually. And, and I, I remember there were a couple of times where kids were, you know, one was being uh, uh, bratty or rude or, 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 or bully or whatever. <laughs> and, and my reaction is, Hey. Hey, hey, you, what do you think you're doing? Yeah. Stop that right. You know, I didn't uh-huh. do that. Yeah. But that would be my reaction. But his reaction is, hey, can I talk to you for a second? Right. Yeah. You really think this is the right thing to do? And just diffused it, calmed him down. The kid <laughs> saw the... I'm like, God, I wish I could do that. God, I wish I could do that. Shut up! I routinely have sex with your mother. Uh, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> I routinely bend your mother over and take her. And she loves it. And she tells me what a bad boy you are. Now get back in the game. Todd Glass has a really... Get back in the game! Todd, Todd Glass has a really great bit about... He got, you know, walking into... You see somebody in the worst situation where they're yelling at their child, right? Yeah. But you don't see them like the 10 minutes or 5 minutes before where they get down like, hey, listen, you know, this is not the time to be doing this. And yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, realize yeah. it led up to that. Yeah. I tried. Uh-huh. I, I made every entree into the right way. I remember oh, one time, God. and it lives in my mind, and I see it all the time, Preston. It was had to be 25 years ago. We were at uh, um, Universal, Claire, my wife, my wife and I, and, and we're walking in the park. 
And uh, as we're walking in, there's this little kid who's looking up at his mother, and he obviously had done something bad, and the mother was, you know, ye- yelling at him. And it, when you see those moments in time, I'm sure she had reached a point where he had frustrated. <laughs> but my heart aches so badly for that little kid. Yeah. I can see exactly what he looked like. And here he is in the most amazing place you could be at, having this wonderful moment. And I just wanted to say, it's going to be okay, buddy. Aww. You know, and, and so, uh-huh. so, but all that time lapses, that's how impactful those moments can be. It's yeah. like that. there was a meme that went out a long time ago, but it was, you know, the mom, put your shoes on. Put your shoes on. Yeah. Put your shoes on. Put your shoes on! And then the kid, God, why do you get so angry? <laughs> I always think about Casey at the 4th of July parade. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. And what led up to that moment of just heated. No, there was no heated. You have to under... Uh, the, well, you're, you're misunderstanding or misrepresenting the story. I had calmness, and there was calmness in my voice, but the words that I was saying right, were not right, very right. calm. Right. Yeah. I was, you know... But it built up to that, right? Oh, oh God, yes. yeah. Oh, God, yeah. But I bent down... And I had a smile on my face, and I was like, if you guys don't shut up, I'm going to yell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, hang on. I want to go a completely different direction with the thing that pound for pound just gets you the most angry. Uh, it's Brittany who we're going to go to next. Hi, Brittany. Good morning. Good. <laughs> What's up, Brittany? Hi. So I have, like, the most undesirable hate to onions. Like, okay. I hate them, hate them, hate them. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually a pretty nice person. I, at least I would like to think so. But I have a very specific onion story. So a, a little over a year ago, I went with like a group of women uh, for brunch uh, at this really nice restaurant. The food looked amazing. And I was really, really excited. You know, when you're just sitting there so excited for this meal. Yeah. So, I ordered an omelet. I specifically asked for cheese, mushroom, tomato, and broccoli. Well, it came out, and it had everything except for the tomato, but it had onions in it. So me being polite, I said, excuse me, can you please take this back? I asked for tomatoes, and there's onions in it. And they come back with it, and it looks fine. Oh, God. I take a bite of it, (laughs) and there's still a little bit of onion in it. And you know what I realized what they did? They opened the omelet and pushed it, it down. Out, yeah. Oh. And they put tomatoes in it. That way. And mm-hmm. I was livid, except I didn't tell the group of women I was with about it because I, I didn't want to make a scene or embarrass well, them. Well, Brittany, you remember this just happened recently. James Corden had a thing. Yeah. It, it blew up into this huge That's thing right. with his restaurateur in uh, in New York. His wife had uh, had a specific request. He claims the food came out twice without the element removed. Uh, and, she was allergic. Uh, allergic, think. right? And it, it blew up into this thing. It, it is... There's something based around food and also the anticipat- uh, anticipatory delight in, oh, I'm getting my omelet, and it turns out to not be what you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can understand your ire, even if it seems to be like, it's just onions. What ended up happening, Brittany? I ended up taking it home, and I you know, I told the people, I was just <laughs> like, oh, it was great having brunch with you, thanks. And I come home to my fiancé, and I just let it out how angry I was. <laughs> I did go as far as giving them a bad review on Google. I gave them a bad review on Facebook. But I don't curse. I just simply said, like, look, my experience is not good. I am unhappy. 
like uh, onions do for real. They make me so angry. <laughs> it's the one thing that'll turn me into a toddler. No, I, I, I understand. You got to give yourself the. I, give yourself a pass to be that way. I, Thanks, I don't. Freddy. I try not to. I, I don't write bad review. I don't. There's 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 a business in my town that I normally would go to. But and they they kind of know the show and they know me and and I stopped going because there's they failed to get my order right. Oh, you have to tell me what. Uh, yeah, and and so I don't want to make any mention of it because I don't want someone to get fired. I I, I understand not wanting right. to review if if it's just mistakes like right, that. Right. Uh, what I will not tolerate and, and and I've never written bad reviews, but I but I would definitely take the time to do that is, is for rudeness. Mm-hmm. It's rudeness, just, yeah. straight up rudeness. Yeah. Uh, like that that a hole bartender at, uh, by the tower, mm-hmm. the water, the Waterford, Inn. Waterford. Oh my God, hmm. that was a night yeah. I wanted to reach over I, and strangle someone. I wrote one for uh, it was a, a specialized gym that had opened, and they invited me for a free class. And the guy, the owner, was so rude Just when I rude. Walked, oh I mean, beyond. I thought he was so rude. I thought he was joking, well, and he wasn't. And I wrote uh, a review. Well. Can I talk to you for a second? I routinely have sex with your father. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. Yep. And tells right. me what a bad boy you are. We're not going to be able to go to the other calls because our, our guest has arrived. But uh, real quick, Terry, thank you. Terry says when people take up two parking spaces. Oh, God. So angry that they can't handle it. I I'm, forgot about that one. I'm the same way. Uh, when people, uh, Krista says when people use a handicap spot when they don't need it. Her oh, yeah. daughter Happen- needs a handicap yeah. spot. Happened yesterday. Um, there's <laughs> uh, debate over which way the toilet paper goes, over or under. Over. That gets under Taylor's <laughs> Every skin. Time. Over. Really? I didn't. Re- I actually just recently realized that this was a thing in it's households. Thing. Depends on where you are in relation to the qu- hey, equator. Taylor, hang on the line. Taylor's been on hold for over a half hour. I want to give Taylor some beer, Casey. Okay, uh, for the trouble. Yeah, we got um... uh, people who talk in movies. That's Janine. Yep, obviously we've covered that one before. Uh, and uh, and and Betty, I agree with this. People who, who drive by with the super duper loud car shaking speakers. Uh, it's just, especially if you're stopped at a light and it lingers oh, I, for a while, I can't stand that. I think I there has it. to be a medicinal benefit to playing it that loud, though, Preston. You know, obviously, eventually. I don't know how those people don't eventually end up deaf. I mean, yeah. when I can feel the vibration from my house, that's yeah. a little too much. I live at a stop sign, and I get it uh, I get it weekly at about 2.30, 3.30 a.m. Really? really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Because they're coming from they're usually coming from one town going to the other. <laughs> yeah. uh, by the way, we're gonna set up Taylor with a case of Voodoo Ranger Fruit Force IPA, high flying fruit for a fruit punch IPA soaring at nine point five percent. So wow. drink it up and go talk in a movie. Uh high drinkability <laughs> and refreshing punch flavor. But thank you for your calls. This has been do we still have the, the theme for Stack O oh, Topics? Of course we do. Yeah. This has been Stack O Topics. We'll do it again another time. Uh, we're going to break because Tommy Davidson is indeed here and nice. is going to be in our studio in just a moment getting ready to appear at World Cafe Live tonight. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. 
Everyone loves a smart investment, and there is no better place to put your money right now than in your home. And Window Nation has the perfect offer for anyone with a home at least 20 years old. Protect and increase the value of your home and energy efficiency by installing new windows from Window Nation. Window Nation is making it insanely easy to do so with 0% interest for five years. Plus, Window Nation will give you two windows free with every two you purchase. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them Preston and Steve sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest is performing tonight at World Cafe Live, and the show is called Funny Music with Tommy Davidson and Marcus Mitchell. I'm going to play a little bit of the music for you. And that we had met, the look in your eye was so familiar. Where it went, I forget. Whispered your name in introduction. Darling, my heart filled the room. I knew it was you Come back in my life. Show's wow. tonight at 7.30. Tickets wow, we are got mellow in here. <laughs> World Cafe Live. That's Real Tommy mellow. Davidson. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even, wow. Because you know, even the beds you guys got here are funky. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, the musical bed for that company just never... <laughs> then I come in... You know, it's like... <laughs> no, we love that. Yeah, no, that's no, really it's, nice, man. Yeah, thank yeah. you, man. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Uh, you you wanted to be um, you wanted to be a, a singer initially, right? That was... Oh, yeah. That preceded that's any thoughts of comedy. That's the start. Uh, yeah. with a, With a spoon... And with tinfoil on it, <laughs> standing on the table, yeah, with the family around, yeah, you know, and um, was jazz always your sort of um, foundational go-to musically? No, no, no. Um, I, I, I can't really remember what I started with, but I started with everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I just, I just, I think I got in soul when I discovered I was black. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but before that, I, I grew up in um, um, Laramie, Wyoming. And um, uh, Fort Collins, Colorado, on communes and stuff. Yeah. So it was like it was like you know, Iron Butterfly. You know, like hippie you know, communes. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, can, so, I'm sorry. Can I jump in here? Because I'm so curious about that. Yeah. I I love a, a hippie band, right? Like uh-huh. they're like Grateful Dead and stuff <laughs> like that. I'm so um uh it, not enamored by mm-hmm. uh because like so sometimes I would come out of these concerts, right? Okay. And there would be these people who would hand you these flyers. To come and live on these communes, mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. seemed a little appealing to me. <laughs> it really did. You're the guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think I would push my five year old there though. <laughs> you know, I saw a lot of stuff in the communes. I was like, okay, I ain't put together till way later. Yeah. You know, right? Yeah, right, boy. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, I was. I was a young adult at the time. I was uh-huh, like 22, uh-huh, 23 uh-huh. years old, and you know, trying to find my way, kind of lost in this world. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, like a lot of young twenty year olds uh-huh. are. Well, you 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 weren't you weren't. Hey, I'm gonna you you had to go because that's where your family was. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I was telling you, Tommy, uh-huh. off air that I, I just started jumping into your uh, your book, Living in Color. What's uh-huh. funny about me? And I was telling these guys last night, this is an amazing freaking life. And you made mention of the fact when you found out you were black, and and um, you, cause, explain how you you came into this world when you were born. Uh-huh. It's a brutal story that has now it's turned into something sad. great. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was actually abandoned in the trash uh, uh, in the year 1966. Um, um, I was found. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, um, I was uh, two, yeah. maybe under two. Yeah. Uh, 
coma, starved, contusions in the head, the whole night. But my mother, who found me, found me randomly in the trash. Mm. It's just it's yeah, amazing. So, so she and she was a white woman from Wyoming, and her and her husband were down there in um, Greenville, Mississippi. Which is like one of the poorest. Poorest in the country. You know, yeah. so they, they, they're teachers at Colorado State. And right. They heard Kennedy say, if, if you look back on this time in history, would you be able to be a white American that did something about the race problem? Right. So, so they wanted to do that. So they went down there and immunized kids and did that kind of stuff and um, did voting drives. And they met my, my, my natural mom when they were doing those movements. They came back down there to pick up a program they were doing. And she was gone. You know, and, and um, my mother's nosy. Right. You know, she said, she's gone. Well, where'd she go? And they, she, she, we think she went to Detroit, but she left her youngest baby at such and such a house. My mom is nosy and went to the house. Right. And um, uh, kids doing drugs in there, and, you know, it was an abandoned house. So she said, something told me when I walked out the door to, to look under this big tire that was on the top of the trash. And I moved it, and your foot was there. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, my God. You know, and yeah. she said she moved the trash and had a torn shirt on and said, I will be president in two zero and the rest was torn. Wow. Mm. You know, wow. took me to the hospital. I stayed there 90 days. I lived, went to went to um, Fort Collins, Colorado, where I grew up until I was five. Grew up on farms and meadows and so all this with animals. And, mm-hmm. with, with her? With her and my brother and my sister. Mm-hmm. Okay. My sister my, was my same age. So we're twins, really, but she's blonde. You related something. You relate <laughs> something. You relate something, and in the, in the, in it's and I saw. I was also reading some some interviews with you, and you brought up this point that I thought was amazing. You, because you'd say, okay, cats can give birth to multiple colors, and right. and you just thought that was you. I thought that was me. Yeah, you know, you know, uh, uh, because you know, I'm in farms, and yeah, animals are everywhere. So we saw litters. Me and my kids. His sister played with kittens and puppies and all the time. And, um, you know, I noticed that, you know, it could be a black cat. It would have a white one, a speckled one. Yeah. Maybe two black ones, a brown one, you know, or or, or, or a horse. Could be yeah. a, a, it could be a, a, a brown horse and have a white colt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I thought that, you know, that's how we are. You know what I mean? So, so I'm, I must. Be, I'm a brown one, right? Right. I'm a brown one of whatever we are. It's wow. such a pure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Innocent concept. Yeah. yeah until we got to Washington D.C. <laughs> <laughs> you know, How and, old were you yeah. then? Like, I was five. I was five, and we we moved in there in '68. So you started like um, self awareness around that age. Oh, way self awareness, boy. <laughs> uh, 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 we moved there the week that King got shot. Right. So we moved in during the riots. Me and my sister on the ground, me and my brother, tear got, you know, fires. And, okay, so we settled in this, this inner city neighborhood in D.C. because they broke up, you know. Yeah. And there's a lot of jobs in D.C. And we, we come out to play with the kids, you know, and um, they beat our ass, man. Wow. Every day. That's... Every day. And they were calling my brother and my sister White Cracker uh-huh. and calling me White Cracker Lover. Because your mom was white. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. I just went to her and said, why are they calling me White cracker lover, I like graham crackers. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, They're better. Yeah, they yeah. taste better. Oh, yeah. It's so sad uh-huh. though when like you know the innocence I mean? is ruined. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just like, you know, so she said, well, that's that's what people are color call people. That's what people your color call people are color when they don't like them. Yeah. And I was like, well, what color am I? She said, you're black. I said, no, I'm brown. Yeah. Right. Like the crayon. She said, yeah, but that's what we call you anyway. Mm-hmm. And so then I moved out. To the, it got so bad. We moved out to the the suburbs of Wheaton, Maryland, 
That's the first time I heard the N word. Right. I got the FCC note, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it got, exp- it got exponentially yeah, yeah. worse. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, I, 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 suburbs, that was what you thought because would be. I was, I was being chased by grown men. Yeah. Saying kill. Yeah. The Nick. Yeah. And I was barely getting in the house, and I'd be riding my bike in a old truckload of teenagers. Kill them. Yeah. You know? So I was running in the house, barely making it. They were throwing stuff through the window, shooting mm-hmm. through them. It was crazy. So, I saw, so this is late sixties. This is this is uh, uh, sixty nine now. Okay, I, I remember everything. You know. Yeah. So so um, I go to my mom and I go, "Who are these ends? We got to stay yeah. away from them." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They must be really bad people, right? Oh, you know. And that's when she said, um, "You know, that's what uh, our people call your people when they don't like them." Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. our color. And I said, well, "What color are you?" She said, "I'm white." I said, you're not white. You're like beige. Right. <laughs> yeah. Kids yeah. are so literal. This is the stupidest damn thing in the world. Yeah. You guys are mad at each other for colors you not really are. Right. But in, in, the, in, the, in, the, you know in, in that innocent thing, it's, you're speaking absolute truth. Yeah, it's like the dumbest thing, you yeah. know, but, but it is the world. So we moved to an integrated neighborhood, and this is a real story, and I'm sticking with it. Uh, the white teenagers chased me again. Yeah. Killed the neck. Yeah. But when the black teenagers came in front of me, the white teenagers went the other way. Yeah. And I've been black since that day. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> and it's been an education. Right. Well, it, so you, you, know the, I mean? you became, yeah. so t- going back to the earlier point, that's when you became aware of, of yourself. And that's that's when you got into the, the soul music mm-hmm. and things of that nature, you're exposed to that. I uh, pretty much came aware of it as soon as I got to D.C. Okay. Because when I got to D.C., my mom is always make friends with everybody. Right. So my mom had all these black friends right away. So and, and I think she, I think she did it on purpose to, to you give know, you some cult. She, well, but, she knew that I was talented, y- so she'd invite them over and put on James Brown. Wow! Right. Did she have any any uh, uh, inclination towards us? Any musical capabilities or uh-uh. nothing? Uh, my 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 family is so far from music. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, cowboys from Wyoming. You know? <laughs> right. Um, uh, but I was you know spoiled by them. Mm. All the love I got, and I was a spoiled child, and um. So I'd sing, sing Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud. Yeah. You know, just because it was a song. But when I got in first grade, um, I put up the Black Power Fist. <laughs> it, doing the... Uh, uh, Bl- 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, and I got in trouble, you know, and... and, and mm. uh, uh, so you were making up for lost time. Yeah, hey, yeah. listen, my mom, she did it all on purpose. Yeah. This take, took me time to look back on it. Yeah. But she came into that office, boy, and she looked at the principal and, and the teachers, and she was like, what's wrong? And they were like, he put up the black power fist. He said, so what? That's all he knows about himself right now. now if you want to teach him something new, teach him something new. He just he just learned the Pledge of Allegiance just like the other students. So teach him. That's what he knows about himself so far. It's such a fascinating, it's such a fascinating, unintentional mm-hmm. experiment. And a bizarre way not to call it an experiment, but it's, it's mm-hmm. something that that is just as a, as a mm-hmm. and, and this is, by the way, let people know again. Living in color. What's funny about me? Mm-hmm. It's just a side promotion, mm-hmm. but I just started it. It's 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 riveting. Um, is, you, is your mom still alive? No. Okay. No. When did she pass? She passed away um, probably about twelve years ago. Okay. When amazing. Still alive. I, yeah. I would love still to talk alive. to her. Yeah. But well, she got I, to see a lot of your success, though. I'm a greatest accomplishment. Yeah. I'm a greatest accomplishment. That's a sweet reunion. Is about her coming back to me through my daughter. Mm. So who are your insp- who are your inspirations to on the musical side? Obviously, we know the comedy. We're going to talk about the comedy. But- I'd have to just say um, uh, the association, Earth, Wind, and Fire, uh, Grand Funk, Parliament, uh, Rick James, Cameo, 
uh, Fleetwood Mac, Kansas. Carry on my way, we're shot. You know, it's, it's all in me, man. Yeah, yeah. And that, the Led Zeppelin Kool-Aid commercial. <laughs> <laughs> you need Kool-Aid. You need Kool-Aid. I ain't fooling. What a whole lot of Kool-Aid. All right. You know, Peter Frampton. Do you feel like I do? Yeah. You know? That's a wide exposure. I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah. just, you know, it all came my way, man. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. So this show, uh, t- uh, t- uh, that is uh, tonight, um, what, what, what can we expect? Uh, expect the unexpected. Yeah. Um, I'm mixing now music with comedy. The, the saxophonist I'm playing with is, is excellent. Um, so I'm doing comedy. And doing music at the same time. So your 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 history. Obviously, we know you from the skit comedy uh, in uh, in Living Color, and um, you know, obviously the movies and other the characters you've done, and so on and so forth. But your stand up career was pretty robust, and you got into the comedy store, um, uh, Mitzi Shore. You had reading, yes. Oh yeah. And you were on a bill with. Uh, Richard I Pryor, he the Sixer. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Pryor, and uh, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. When I first got in, wow. the, so you were just you're... finally got in the main room after three years of like hitting the pavement. And the main rooms where you you wanted to ascend oh, yeah, to the main room. Be. And so you know, be careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. You end up on that bill, and you were middling for that. Yep. And we all had the same time. Explain what that was like. Give us a, a taste of that. Uh, I mean, you that have was like uh, arguably yeah. the, the greatest comedic minds in yeah. stand up of all time. It was opportunity meets preparation and, yeah. and desperation. <laughs> you know, uh, but it was I was ready. Yeah, I was ready. I had been put through the fire. I was just about to go home from Hollywood. Uh, my mom sent me a couple of days earlier. You know those big legal pads that used to have the long yeah. yellow paper? Yeah. She put in magic marker. She folded up a $20 bill and put in magic marker. Don't leave, and I know you need the 20 bucks. <laughs> and it was just a couple of days before this happened. Wow. wow. You know what I mean? And um, so I get on the stage, and, and um, I'm in between the two for four shows, and I got standing ovations, man. Because the last thing, so I did stand up for, for a while. You would want to either be, you'd want to be the MC, you'd want to be the opener, but you don't want to be anywhere near following one of those two. And and yet you did. And and Pryor himself kind of gave you a nice Pryor came down to me, man. We were in a little hovel. You know, the green room got the chicks and the food, you know. Right. We're, we're, ours looked like a closet. You know? <laughs> and he looked me up and down, shook his head. And looked me in the face and said, man, you was a funny. Uh, uh, and walked away. God. I called my mom. I was like, she said, I told you not to leave. <laughs> you know, I told you not to leave, you know. That's so, so that cool. Was it. I, but I have faith in mankind. Yeah. It happened here in Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, 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 not the smack. Yeah. I wasn't there. Um, um, a woman died at my show here. Whoa. Really? Yes. Huh. And I have faith in mankind. Oof. Um. I invited her. Yeah. So I went to a check cashing place on a Sunday to, to try to cash my check, and the place was closed. Um, but there was still people in there. You know yeah. how they lock it, but they're right, right, right. You know, just lock it behind you because we're closed and no one knows. Yeah. So the people saw me and were like, "Let him in." And I came in, and I was in line, and the people were like, "You know who he is?" And she leaned over and she said, "Oh my God!" Yeah. Hi. Thanks for coming. I was like, "No, thanks for letting me in." Yeah. And so she's doing her stuff, and she said, what are you doing in town? And she's been, I said, I'm doing a show. She said, oh, man, 
wow, you have a show tonight? You made my whole birthday come in here. I said, why don't you come tonight? She comes with her two kids, like 20, 22, 23 years old. 15 minutes into the show, massive heart attack. Oh, oh my God. God. No one knows this, though. Okay. Yeah. So the, 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 the team is working on them. We walk everybody out. You know, um, they say she's gone. I think people knew. Um, but there there wasn't a dry-in house. Yeah. Mm. You know, nobody thought that was funny at all. Right. And, um, you know, we did another show. They left it on me. You, know, you want to do another show? I said, yeah, we have to do another Our job is happy. Yeah. yeah. Right. Our job is happy. So we need to, <clears throat> you know, we're like a fireman. There's his fire. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ours is happy. So we did another show. But as people were going out nice and orderly, I mean, even... The dishwashers were over there, you know, in the corner like, man, this black woman, beautiful, looks me right in the eyes. She says, isn't this beautiful? And I'm like, what are you talking about? She said, of all the things that God could have used to walk her up to heaven, he used your show. Uh It could have been cancer, car accident, shot, whatever. And I was like, that's now I know what Elton John's talking about. Philadelphia freedom, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's wow. a, that's wow. wild to think about that, yeah. and it also it, I'm sure it gives you an extra appreciation because it's it's inherently you you want to as a comedian or someone who does anything with the music you want to you want to connect yeah yeah and and comedy's all the ways around because I was still feeling like oh man how could that happen to me you know what oh, what's going on now I've got this no I saw yeah. Smokey yeah. Robinson on the plane yeah you know comedy follows me to love me <laughs> you know what I mean and um. I go to him and I go, hey, man, Smokey, has this ever happened to you? Mm-hmm. And I told him what happened. He said, nah, man, it's never happened to me, man. He said, but invite all your enemies to your next show because you're killing me, man. <laughs> oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> oh. Oh. That's great. I, I have to bring this up, too, because you had uh, last night the Golden Globes. Um, there was a, uh, Again. A, a couple of Will Smith references. You had your own um, mm-hmm. Will Smith encounter. Yeah, 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 Explain yeah. what went down. I'm almost something like Chris. Yeah. But it never happened, you know, and I'm glad it didn't. And um, I was really happy about what happened. Right. For two reasons. One, I didn't have to feel guilty about what happened with me because he's such a great guy. Last thing I wanted to say was, hey, man, me and him almost got in a fight. Right. So that was a secret of mine, Uh you know, and um, when that happened, I was happy that I was lifted off of that. You know that it's not just me. You didn't have the exact same experience. You had you had a, 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 a tense thing, but that didn't manifest in a full thing. Yeah, right? it had been yeah. a mutual smack or punch or something. Right, right, right. You know, yeah, it was going to that, and luckily Jada was there. You know, she was, hey guys, and I was like, no, you tell him. You know, and and um, you, you were in a, a, I believe you were in a movie. And, yeah, with her, and you you kissed her in the movie. I didn't find out what it was about until. 18, 19 years later. Wow. I didn't even know why he did Did you find out from him? Yeah, I did. Because in the book, I wrote it. Yeah. And then my author was like, you can't put this in here because you got to get the rights done for them. Right. So this was bothering me. I didn't know if that was the reason. You know, I did want to put it in the book. You know, and um, so I sent it to him. Yeah. And him and Jada wrote me an email back and said, it did really happen, man, put it. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So he, he, was a little, he was kind of fuming. I mean, he's just, you know, kind of human. Yeah. So that's the second reason why I was happy. Okay. Because whatever that is that fueled that energy that he came at me or Chris with, he's got an opportunity to, to deal with it. Right. In one life. Mm. And you, you, you how, many us have, how many of us have that opportunity to, to not only have success, you know, but then to have some internal success about growing? We were just talking about that, about how you process, how you deal with those things that set you off or those mm-hmm. things that you every in your in your and you talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a large part of your your mm-hmm. existence is bettering yourself. How right. do I become the best version mm-hmm. of myself? Mm-hmm. And so you want to always hope that people have that they can reclaim their, oh, yeah. their better selves. Yeah. And that I mean, you know, and that it was great to see. Yeah. You know, I've been through my down the toilets. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and and through the love of people around me, you know, and, and a good universe, you know, pull through it. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's, it's um, you know, we're in this place. We're in this place where we got reward systems and this, that, and the other thing. The things we reach for. Did you have to, you did know? you have to learn that? It sounds like with your mother mm-hmm. on your side early on, it sounds like you were getting a really good instruction on how to approach life. Or did, did you have weaker moments where you mm-hmm. had become... Less than what you wanted. Yeah, to I went to Earth University with everybody. Yeah, huh. yeah. You know, I got a degree. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it. You know, there was there was times that be that was a problem. You know, with them being white and me being black and stuff that we went through, and you, you know, it's 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 just uh, the road. Yeah. You know, it's the road we're on. Tommy, what was it like um, achieving the success of of in living color? Because you know that I'm always curious as to how fame and uh, fortune affect. Individuals and you had an interesting <laughs> life, and and that and living color blew up. You know, yeah. it was huge for a stretch. Um, and so I'm curious as how how it affected you. Uh, you know what? It, it one for for one. The main thing is that I just got touched by a freaking angel. Yeah, you know, to have that show in my life. And did you know that at the time? Uh, we knew. Yeah, we knew we were going to be touched by something because we we were we were all the best at the time. So we walked in the door and looked at each other. We said, we're doing a show together? Mm. Yeah, think of that cast. Yeah. Oh, it's like the X-Men meeting for the first time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what? So, you know, you know? You know you what I mean? So, so it was that thing, you know? And then, you know, come the changes of of, of, any, of success. Right. You know, um, we were like family. You know, we were we'd go to lunch every day, dinner every day. You know, and we didn't know anything about fame. I didn't think we we couldn't have. Because when it came, it was just like a, a freaking. Did you see the blob? Yes, sure. Both you of know, them. Yeah, it's just no getting away from it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, from yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's hard. You can't, you know, you can't shoot it. I mean, it's like, yeah. you know, it's nothing. You you, yeah, you can't yeah. shoot it. You can't burn it. Cold. It, and it's coming at you nice and slow. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, I'm taking my time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's kind of like that thing, you know. And and so you know, that's a surviving thing. That's the thing to survive. You well, you you met so you, know? you met Keenan at a at, at a party or uh, he'd come to see. He saw you happened to be on set mm-hmm. of a show you were on. He saw me plenty of times when I was coming up. Okay, at mm. the clubs. And we had him in the studio yeah. on his birthday a few years ago. Okay. Yeah, it, it was, was a surprise. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's something else. Awesome. Yeah. He's something else. And you know, it, it was just it was just um, he knew who was he's the doctor he's the doctor Xavier. Yeah. Of the whole thing, <laughs> he's Professor X. He, yeah. yeah, he knew he knew who the mutants were. Yeah, he just <laughs> took us to the danger room, 
We got it all together. We said, okay, now go get him. Yeah. We got, but we got too dangerous. Oh, yes. Yeah. We got too dangerous. He would come. He said, you guys can do whatever you want. If you have something, we can always do another take. And blah, 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 blah. blah. Boy, by the end of that season, he was like, he would come in the room and go, "You man, hey, hey, hey! <laughs> look, man, look at me, you guys. We're gonna get canceled, man. You cannot. You know, we're laughing. Yeah. It's what always happens, though. We're, we're laughing. Yeah. How long, how long was the run? Um, five years. Five years. It's uh, seems like longer, right? It was in my wheelhouse. It was uh, one of those um, things that uh, I, you know, I never missed it every single week. And Casey, and, it was the it was the must quote must. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it, that was it. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, having this job. Radio was the. Yeah. What made us. Yeah. You know. Having this job has, has allowed me to meet a lot of the stars of that mm-hmm. show. So having you here, mm-hmm. you know, on multiple occasions mm-hmm. is a huge honor for me. We've had David Allen Greer sit in that mm-hmm. seat. Uh, like you said, Keenan, Sean, Marlon Wayans. Mm-hmm. Um we haven't had Jim Carrey in here yet. Okay. okay. You know. <laughs> uh, but, uh, it, you know, I. He's here. What's that? Is he here? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's on the roof crying. What are you crying about? He got. He's been a little emotionally. <laughs> he's on the roof crying right now. No, that's not, that's we were we were friends before in Living Color. Yeah, yeah. We our, our daughters are the same age. You know, we were comic at the comedy store, so we do birthday parties and stuff like that. Now they're thirty five. Yeah, you know, crazy. we knew each other back then, and then once the show came along, so so you know, we have a a through line. Yeah, that came before it. He and Damon uh, Wayans are, are two that I would Same love two. to meet. Yeah. Love to meet those guys. Yeah, they, you know, I just, uh, you know, <laughs> we all just got really lucky. Yeah. You know, like, no, you didn't. Like, like we can be. Uh, well, well, um, luck plus talent. Yeah, well, yeah you got to have both of them. Yeah, yeah you yeah. got to have both of them. But mm-hmm. the, the thing is, is that it was, I always try to give this advice. Never, you know, what you see is always realize that there are people that can do exactly that. And there are how many... There's a whole tremendous amount of people out there with extraordinary talent that you'll never know about because yeah. it, right. the break the break didn't happen for us. That's them, right. You know? Yeah, right. except now there's YouTube and you can see yeah. them there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it seems like the way of this thing we live on. Yeah, yeah. This, this, this blue thing we live on, you know. We could ha- go to the grocery store and see like heaps and heaps of ice cream. You see trucks. Yeah. Uh, 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 Mac trucks full of cookies and yeah. mm-hmm. this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, I, I go to Djibouti, Africa, or Mexico, or somewhere like that, or even Detroit, you know, and people are under a bridge with, you yeah. know, a, a cracker. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, you know what I mean? You know, so it's 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 it's, it's where we live, you know, and, and um, you know, I, I, I think uh, the whole forever thing, you know, got kind of pulled. Yeah. Because um, we don't need to be here that long. Yeah. You know, we need to just do it, do it right, and leave it up to the to the eternity. Yeah. You know I mean? No, it's a very healthy attitude. <laughs> yeah. If you're just tuning in, it's uh, Tommy Davidson, who's going to be at World Cafe Live tonight. Tickets are on sale. You can get them at worldcafelive.com. It's uh, funny. It's funny music is the, is the name of the show. Um, uh, how People are going home. I, th- I thought that was Dr. Phil on there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Phil got a black accent all of a sudden. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> how are you finding that the um, <coughs> that the music and comedy uh, live are playing together? Is it is it a nice uh, you, you you love the balance? Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a, it's a good balance, but there's two different art forms. Yeah, to, and they're they're they're. It's all about timing, music, now. Music, boy, I tell you, music is like um, like a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. It's like. You know, you ain't gonna know what to do no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Sadly you ain't gonna true. know what to do uh, no matter what. Uh-huh. It's an essential. Uh, it, the, we've talked on the show, 
occasionally you'll come across somebody who says, I, I'm, I'm not into music. Like, e, there's, not, there's nothing available to you <laughs> that you can find, that you enjoy. I because know, it, is, it is literally, it's what this station has been about for years, providing a soundtrack for people's I lives. Know. I know. You know? know? You know, hey, you know, like I said, we're on this blue, blue chip now. Yeah. yeah. And just that little bit of uh, the song we played, uh, I heard a little, uh, and, and that's all that I've heard of it, unfortunately, but I'll, I'll listen to it more. I heard a little, almost a little Al Jarreau uh, oh, yeah. type of thing Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, there. you know, this, this is a business, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I, I didn't I did think strategy. You know, how am I going to enter into the music business? Um, I wanted to do it in a, in a genuine way. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to come in here and do something that, I'm, that I could do really, really well for a certain audience. Right. Because the way that things are now divided into social media and all yeah. of this stuff. You know, I'm, I'm somebody who can be living, somebody who can be uh, eating a pickle <laughs> on the porch couch yeah. in Buffalo mm-hmm. can critique my album. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know if I want to <laughs> subject myself. You know what I mean? You, you got to impress the pickle guy. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? You know, you know, yeah, yeah. Never, never, never get a picture of the person that made the comment. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> You know, I don't think Tommy Davidson album is, you know, and you look and, he's, yeah. you know, he's he's over a paint bucket. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, you know, he's got a living room couch on his from porch. the 70s on his porch. Right. You know, with, with, with kittens. You know what I mean? It's February. You know what I mean? So, it, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it sounds it's, very specific. Yeah, though. yeah, it's very specific. <laughs> Who knew he was a jazz fan? Yeah, it's very specific. You know, I got, I got that from, from uh, when... Um, was it Amazon? Yeah. Whatever, you know, went to do uh, my book. Yeah. You know, and so they had comments, you mm-hmm. know? And this is when I discovered that comments and social media is like the it's like the bathroom stall. Anybody can say something, everybody gets to read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're not gonna go in the bathroom stall and go, let me write this number down. Yeah. Let me let me quote that. You know what I mean? So all these comments were there. Right? Mm-hmm. I love the book. Uh, this is great. You know, um, 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 some of the stuff bothered me, but, yeah. you know, it, all in all, this, that. And then there was one comment that said, you know, I really like Tommy Davidson until I read the book. Hmm. Huh. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> Amazon, why'd you have to put that? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, like, the owner can go to the moon. Yeah. The owner can go to the moon on his own money. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like... Why can't you leave out one bad thing that someone will say about it? <laughs> that bad. I mean, there's there's no redeeming quality in none of that. That's no. just like I used to like them. Yeah. Uh-huh. And now I don't like them because of the book. <laughs> so it's like saying, I don't like him because of who he is. Yeah. Right, right, right. right, right. right. I found out who he is in the book. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But you yeah. know, you, we all, we talk about the joke, and it's the, the classic joke is you get... 200 great reviews, uh-huh. and that one that stinks. Yeah. What? I know, I know, I yeah, know. Yeah. But I know the real thing. No, you know. The yeah. real thing is, you know, that person got loved. Yeah. And don't know what it's like. Mm. You know, but at least they got loved. Yeah. Because they, they they got loved in one way or the other. Because they had to say it. You know, they had to say it. So they read it. Yeah. Um, I got a text on one of the past as long as we do have to wrap up, unfortunately. But this person says, Doggone it! It says, uh, Tommy, Tommy's story is amazing. Thank him for being a beautiful human being. Uh, especially for what he went through. Yeah. Uh, so... There's some great comments. I will say that uh, I used to like Tommy before this interview. <laughs> now I love him. Now you love him. Now thank love you, him. thank you, thank you. Uh, Looking out on my lonely room <laughs> day after lonely. <laughs> 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 
Badfinger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Great song. Great song. Uh, I'm gonna get your book. Or, 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 uh, what was it? Who was that? Uh, oh, uh, yes. Roundabout. Roundabout. Now I remember the last time. with Sammy Davis Jr. doing I remember the last time we had you and you you immediately just launched into Philadelphia Freedom just like that. Before I even ask you one question. Yeah, I got a new Sammy verse. I got my eye, it's out. Wow. I love it. Well, World Cafe live tonight. Yeah, well, thank you. Now we'll I got a new one. Yeah. Funny music with Tommy Dick Davidson and uh, Marcus Mitchell on uh, sax. I wanted to mention him because uh, you were talking really about radio. So, yeah, uh, come well, out, some, come out and have some fun. Listen, I'll be there. It's wonderful to see you. Thanks for coming ah, through. Thank you, today. man. You guys are still here. Like radio still exists. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. this is this you know, it's real. You know what I mean. Yeah. This is roundabout, by the way. <laughs> it's got a long intro. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. It does. I, I would have gotten it to does. it, but we got to take a break. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. Finish yeah. tonight. Thank we you. We know so what much. you mean. Yeah. WorldCafeLive.com to get tickets to see Tommy Davidson. <laughs> we'll take a break, and we will be right back. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show podcast, 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you this morning by Helium Comedy Club. Bringing the laughs Philly for many years. Helium Comedy has the best comics of today and tomorrow. Live every week. Tickets and lineup at heliumcomedy.com. All right, so a 39-year-old Florida man now faces criminal charges in connection with a physical confrontation on a Park City chairlift. <laughs> That was posted on TikTok and garnered millions of views. I need to see this video. So the man from Lutz, Florida, was charged with assault and disorderly conduct. Police say the assault occurred while two men and a woman were riding a chairlift at Park City Mountain Resort. The victim is a 52-year-old man who is also from Florida. Now, the confrontation was recorded by people that were riding the lift two chairs behind the men. (laughs) After it was uploaded to TikTok, it quickly went viral. The video starts with the 39-year-old man who was sitting on one end of the chair, loudly yelling at the victim who was sitting in the middle. And he goes, you're going to elbow me in my face? (laughs) He then is seen punching the victim (gasps) in the face while yelling several times, what's wrong with you? Oh, my gosh. Others are heard in the video screaming at the man to stop. He continues his rant, however, telling the victim, I'm going to embarrass you. In the video, the man contends that the victim elbowed him in the face, prompting the angry response. The people filming the video can be heard saying, he didn't see anybody throw an elbow in this whole thing. Uh, A second video shows the chairlift reaching the top of the mountain where the ski patrol detains the suspect and an arraignment is scheduled in court for February 27th, by so the way. So somebody must have called, right, or alerted them? Or do, or, guess, or do they keep an eye on, I assume they do, right? How would they I, know? I think it would be pretty hard to see that uh, and, and watch that going down. I, I'm so, guessing yeah. somebody called, called while it was taking place. Because sometimes you can be on those share lists for a good 20 minutes right, or right. so, yeah. you know. Is it, was it two adults? 
Yes. Okay. Fifty yeah. feet in the air. Yeah. Because well, because the one video it looks like there could be uh, if I, if it's the right chair I'm looking at it looks like there could be a, a well younger they're they're kid. they're two behind uh, the the people so it's not the one directly in front the but one it's in front. one ahead. Yeah. Now, right so. to the left. Doesn't that look like it could be? Uh, it's thirty nine year old and a fifty two year old okay. man. Right. So so they Maybe were going little ahead, people. But I do need Stop to it. I do need to see that. A Florida man is facing multiple charges after hitting an officer with a car and biting another one and then breaking into a dance in traffic. <laughs> Deputies say that uh, Malik Smith uh, went on a rampage in a smoke shop causing thousands of dollars in damage. He then turned on officers, hitting one with a car and then later biting one, but not before he took a dance break in the middle of traffic. <laughs> he almost forgot to do the dance break. He's facing <laughs> charges. so busy. Uh, Smith went into a mobile, where is, yeah, Malik Smith went into a mobile gas station around 7.30 p.m. He then walked over to a smoke shop, which is a, a store inside the fuel stop. Hopped onto the counter and started destroying display cases, causing about $2,000 in damage. All right, check one. Then he harassed customers and left. While police were taking statements on what happened, Smith drove back to the uh, back, uh, back to there, and then tried to walk toward the store. He ran off when officers told him to stop. He jumped back into the car, drove around the parking lot before turning toward the front of the store and then driving through it. Uh, Smith then started driving toward two officers. One officer was able to move out of the way. The other one was hit by the car. Smith then sped away. About 30 minutes later, officers saw uh, that he was driving to a different car or different. I'm sorry. An officer was driving to a different call when he saw Smith dancing on the roof of a black Nissan Altima in an intersection. Was he dancing to White Snake? Uh, the officer was eventually able to pull him over at the 7-Eleven. The officer took him down to arrest him with the uh, with an assisting canine officer. In the commotion, Smith bit uh, the officer uh, in the left thigh, and soon after, the canine, Maverick, was called in to help. Uh, he was able to get away. An officer pepper sprayed Smith, but that didn't stop him. A taser was brought in. That took him to the ground. And then it took four officers and the canine to arrest this guy. Wow. You know what this means. <laughs> this is him dancing on the car. Yes. It's drugs, right? Had to be. Had to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it didn't say in the story, but I'm guessing he was hopped up on something. I'm life. A cafe owner has admitted to kidnapping a former employee and holding him for ransom after finding him with his hands in the register. Uh, Ann Ingo is the co-owner of Mama Hong's Vietnamese Restaurant in Sydney, Australia, which became the setting of a dramatic and bloody workplace dispute last year. Uh, in March, she and her two business partners noticed money had been going missing from the business. To get to the bottom of the mystery, they installed some motion-sensitive cameras to alert them if anyone entered the premises out of hours. At about 9.15, the owners were alerted to an intruder at the cafe. Engo's two partners, who happened to be nearby, walked into the business to find the former kitchen hand with his hand in the till trying to retrieve the money inside. The ex-employee had copied the cafe's keys and sunk into the business every few days to steal. Mm. The owners estimated it was about $2,500 over the two-week period. Engo's partners grabbed uh, the former kitchen hand and assaulted him and cut his hair. Cut the, his hair? These are the people that own the restaurant. Like a page boy or what? I don't know how they, what the they exactly what the style was. I'm after, giving you bangs. After hitting him several times, court documents reveal the partners retrieved a car and shoved the victim, victim into the back seat. They then collected Engo from a suburb before driving uh, to the victim's mother's house. The 37-year-old later told police that the business owners hoped to resolve it without going to the police. The victim's mother was not at home, so Engo called her to tell her that her son had been stealing money from the cafe and comes every night. He's taking a lot of money. She said, I, I don't, if he doesn't give it back, 
Uh, I will take him to the police now. His mom agreed to repay the money and uh, asked for video footage of her son stealing from the business. Uh, the business uh, set bank details, a still image from the footage inside the cafe of the victim with his hand in the till and a photo of him bleeding from the nose <laughs> in the car. Once she was satisfied that money was paid in full, the cafe owners drove the victim to a park and then cut the uh, cable ties securing his hands. They had kidnapped him. Yeah, which you can't really do. And then they let him go. So now the business owners are going to jail. Uh, Engo will be sentenced later this year after pleading guilty to uh, taking and detaining a former employee who stole thousands of dollars from her business. I don't know what the the guy who stole this. Did your parents hold on to all your felony photos? Yeah, Yeah, you know, we had a little book uh, that we kept those in. I thought it was kind of sweet. All right, and then one last story. Six journalists in South Sudan have been detained over the circulation of footage showing President Salvar Kiir appearing to pee himself at an official event. Awesome! According to the National Union uh, Journalist Union. According to the Jerusalem Post, the footage from December showed a dark stain spread down the 71-year-old president's gray pants as he stood for the national anthem at a road commissioning event. It could have been poop. Uh, The video never aired on television but subsequently circulated on social media. So they've been detained over the (laughs) circulation of this video. Maybe he's just very patriotic and he loses control of his bladder. I know I get excited when I hear an anthem. Sure. I piss myself. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file. All right, uh, as we take a break, Kathy, I need a caller for secret text word. What number are you going to grab today? 13. All right, 13th caller. You heard her. You get a chance at winning our prize. Give us a call if you know the secret text word. We'll be back in a moment. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It's almost 10.30 on uh, this 11th day of January. 45 degrees are high. Mainly cause going to get cloudier as the day goes on. Tomorrow warming up to 55. Uh, but it comes with some afternoon showers. Uh, so just be ready for that. Oh, uh, we have something to give away. I have a secret text for you. Got to get a winner. Kathy called out for call number 13. So let's go get him. Uh, I have uh, Joe who's on the line. Hey, Joe, good morning to you. Gadzooks. Joe, do you know the secret text word, please? Hat trick. That's correct. Hat trick. You got it. Hang on just a second, Joe. You got yourself tickets to see, in fact, four tickets to see the Wings and their home opener this Saturday, the 14th Wells Fargo Center. And we're going to give you a random texter a prize as well. That's Corey Smith from Northeast Philadelphia. Man, you can be there for all the hard-hitting lacrosse action and affordable family fun. You can get your tickets now at wingslax.com. So congratulations to you. All right, lesson question time. We will give away the prize uh, for this, a pair of tickets to see Bruce Orama. And this is a Bruce Campbell event that's coming up at uh, Keswick Theater, and I'll tell you what all is involved with that. But uh, let's see. 
We're going to go with this. Who initially started Fat Jack's Comic Shop here in Philadelphia? Oh, yeah. 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> Philadelphia legend, one of the great historic figures, started Fat Jack's Comic Shop in Philly. Let's see if you were listening and you know the answer. 215-263-WMMR. Call now while you call. We'll do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. Let's see where we go today, Steve. What's happening? Well, 85-year-old actress Jane Fonda says she was starstruck when she recently got to meet Tom Brady. Fonda says she's always been a huge football fan and, in fact, shares a son with the late John Madden. What? Didn't know that, did you? The BTK killer, serial killer, Dennis Rader, says accused multiple murderer Brian Koberger shares many of the same traits he has. In a related story, Koberger's defense team was rushed to the hospital after they began banging their heads against a wall. Oh, my God. And finally, Prince Harry is reportedly livid after being written out of the coronation ceremony for King Charles. Harry revealed that he had thought the three primetime specials, a Netflix series, and a tell-all book accusing his father of being a racist would have begun the healing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're looking for the answer to this question. Uh, who initially started Fat Jack's comic shop here in Philly? 215-263-WMMR, the number, and I'll go to Adam, see if we can get an answer. Hey, Adam, good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks to you, sir. All right, Adam, who started that Fat Jack's comic shop? Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin. Yeah. Yes, one of the founding fathers. Hang on, Adam. We're going to give you uh, tickets to see Bruce Arama. This sounds like a lot of fun. It's two events in one fun night hosted by cult film star Bruce Campbell. Uh, Friday, April 14th, I'm sorry, at the uh, Keswick Theater. Part one will be... Uh, what they're calling a last fan standing interactive trivia contest for fans of fantasy, horror, sci-fi, superheroes, and gaming. Everyone in the audience gets to participate in that. And then part two is a groovy Bruce movie screening, cool. including a Q&A with Bruce. And tickets go on sale this Friday, the 13th at 10 a.m. via AXS.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, we'll start with this. Uh, Foo Fighters have announced shows. Yeah. They are playing. Um, do not know who is going to be playing drums as of yet uh, for the band. Have you gotten a call yet? No, I've not gotten a call. I'm waiting. I'm you should. Waiting. Uh, but uh, Foo Fighters, and this is uh, Bonnaroo, by the way. Uh, so Foo Fighters are headlining Bonnaroo. Wow. Along with uh, Korn, Kendrick Lamar, and Cheryl Crow. They will uh, be performing at the 2023 Bonnaroo Music and Arts Festival in Manchester, Tennessee, running from June 15th through the 18th. Uh, Foo Fighters' performance on the festival's final night marks their third officially announced concert uh, since the death of Taylor Hawkins. The band has also announced that it will be appearing... Uh, May 26th at the Boston Calling Festival yeah. as well. Now, that show, the Boston show, is going to have uh, Queens of the Stone Age, Paramore, the Lumineers, and Alanis Morissette. And that's set for Memorial Day weekend. There'll be 50 bands that entire weekend. But going back to Bonnaroo, some of the performers include uh, Odessa, uh, Lil Nas X, uh, Paramore, Tyler Childer. Is it Childers or Childers? I don't know. Uh, Portugal the Man, Charlie Crockett, My Morning Jacket, Marcus Mumford, Pixies, Franz Ferdinand, and then a whole bunch of people I've never heard of before. <laughs> uh, so those shows are coming up. Yeah, I'm starting to uh, peace out with all these new bands. I used to be pretty good at it. 
and now I'm like, wow. Uh, well, I, once you get to once you get to you know Coachella, yeah, and Bonnaroo and these, they have so many <laughs> bands. There's no way you can keep up with all of them. And, uh, and it's become it's become exponentially excessive. So like in the days of of, of the festival shows earlier on, like Lollapalooza and things like that didn't seem like there were 4,400 no, different acts. There were like eight. Yeah. yeah. You know, something like that. But I was always like, because, they, they, you know, they have these things listed, right? And, and there's a huge paragraph's worth of, of bands. And right. I was always good, like, three down, you know? And now, like, if we're looking at Bonnaroo, and maybe just because it's Thursday night, I don't, I've never even heard of the, the um, headliners. Bad which right. is Zed's Dead and the Liquid Stranger. Never even I've heard, heard of Zed's heard. Dead. Yeah. That's EDM. Well, I know that from the movie. I know that from... Uh, yeah. Uh, from um, Pulp, Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Zed's that's dead, baby. Yeah. Zed's dead. And that's what he's named after. It's an EDM artist. Uh, okay. I prefer the band I Don't Know, Stop Bothering Me. I don't know. Stop bothering me. <laughs> I name. like Black Magic Marker. Yeah. Me yeah. personally. So pen. Yeah. I like Liar Whore, Liar Whore. Oh, dude. How about you, that? And you know it. Liar Whore, Liar Whore, and you know it. Felt <laughs> pen and the Black Magic Markers. I like that. That's a good band name. That is a good name. Uh, if I'm you'll gonna, write that down, I'll, okay. add that, I'll add that to the list. I'm going to continue on with music news, but I do like that. Uh, let's see. All right, I teased this earlier. U2 has announced a surprise new album, and it's titled Songs of Surrender. Surprise. Uh, that's right. <laughs> uh, which actually, listen to this, it reimagines 40 songs from across the band's catalog. Uh, the new set, which drops on St. Patrick's Day, is a companion piece to Bono's memoir, Surrender, 40 Songs, One Story. Uh, the band has posted a teaser via YouTube. No track list has been announced, but it's generally assumed that it will follow the trajectory of his book. So it takes each one, 40 songs, and then he breaks down some information huh. and stories about each one of those songs. So th- the assumption is, is that it will be those songs. Did you hear the uh, the one that they teased? No. It's really cool. It's, a, it's an acoustic version of... Uh, oh, crap. Um, I don't know that song. I, I just totally lost it. This next one's called Oh, Crap. I'm going to turn down the, the teletype and see if Nick can sing it. Songs of Surrender is the trailer, and um, nope, it's not coming sing to it. me. Sing no, it. no, it's not in my brain. Dance it. Is no. it a uh, Joshua Tree song, nope. maybe? No? Okay. Um, boy. 40. This is Pride in the Name of Love, Pride in the Polka. <laughs> it's gone. It's not in my head. Okay. You know, every now and then I... It's I, now moved into Kathy's head. I will <laughs> no, no, it's not. My iTunes to see if the uh, U2 album is in there, and, and I actually checked today. It's not there. So, because, you know, they, they downloaded without anybody asking. Globally. Yeah. Uh, what was that? What song, what, what album was that one, Nick? Songs, Songs of the Innocence? Innocence? Okay. Yeah. It's not there. That oh, one I got. God. Oh, Okay. Uh, Rolling Stone reported some select U2 fans have started receiving handwritten letters from the band that offer a bit more insight into... Dear Vinny, how's your sister? Does she still have that issue with her nether regions? I recommend a light salve. I know he's offering up advice. He's I guess he's almost anything. Yeah. Uh, if he, he'd be writing random people. I would go with the Dodge Dart. It's more reliable and better on gas. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the, the handwritten letter, uh, apparently offer or that have been sent out, offer more insight into songs of surrender. One letter signed by the edge and shared on the fan account. You two songs reads in part. The fact is that most of our work was written and recorded when we were a bunch of very young men. Uh, those songs mean something quite different to us now. Uh, some have grown with us. It's freaking beautiful day. 
Okay. That's, no. God. That's the one you couldn't think I of? I know, I know. Oh, you this one's man. called It's a Freaking Beautiful Day. <laughs> freaking Beautiful Day. Joining us is Charlie Sheen. <laughs> freaking great song. <laughs> I couldn't get the song in my head. <laughs> I could, I, it was it was not entering my brain. Thank you, texters. It's a freaking beautiful day. <laughs> I don't know if it's fatigue. Don't let it slip away. Oh my God, Charlie Sheen <laughs> doing U two songs that would be priceless. Uh, so he said that um, the heart is a blue. That a freaking blue. Oh, don't know the words. Never figured it out. Um, silver surfing warlock. Tiger's blood. Tiger's blood. All the usuals. There it is. Oh, here we go. Okay. It shoots up through the stony ground, but there's no room. <laughs> no space to rent in this town. Frickin'. You thought you'd found a friend. Freaking friend <laughs> to take you out of this place. Someone you could lend a hand in return for grace. A freaking beautiful, beautiful day. <laughs> I like it. I wish U2 was still the powerhouse that they once were. Man, did you I love that band. And when new music came out from them, it was like, here we go. Uh-huh. Here's, here's some here's some really good stuff. Was the name of the album How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a great album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there, there's, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. And, uh, you know, Preston, though, the, the Cure, one of my favorite bands, they released a collection of their songs all mixed up. Yeah. And it yeah. has that. great versions of yeah. songs. So oh. I love when they do this. Um, Frickin' Boys Don't Cry Frickin is really Boys good. Boys Don't Cry, yeah. <laughs> Frickin' Pictures of You. Oh. When they le- uh, release a, a freaking album nowadays, <laughs> I, uh, there are usually a few good freaking songs on there, but uh, it's not an entirely it's not. great freaking record like Joshua Tree or uh, Atomic Bomb. Or yeah. well, I think we were talking about Alanis Morissette when that jagged yeah. little yeah. jagged little pill came out. Little pill. pills that really hurt your throat because the edges are jagged. <laughs> you got to take them with milk or something, I guess. I mean, Elevation is 23 years old at this point, you know? Wow. That's crazy. And uh, Atomic Bomb, I think, is, is 20 We're going to take the elevator at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyhow, he said, some of the songs have grown with us, some we have outgrown, but we have not lost sight of what propelled us to write those songs in the first place. Um... Oh yeah, yeah. This was uh this is this is nice. Uh Marin Morris, Ashley McBride, Brothers Osborne, Jelly Roll, and Eddie Vedder are among uh the artists that are set to perform at an upcoming tribute for the late actor Leslie Jordan. Ah. Um and it was called Reportin' for Duty, a tribute to Leslie Jordan, and it's gonna taste take place February nineteenth at the Grand Old Opry House in Nashville. All proceeds from the event will benefit E B Research Partnership, uh the largest Global organization dedicated to funding research to treat and cure uh, epidermolosis 
Bulosa, which I'm not familiar with. It's a terrible disease. The only reason I know about it is because Jill and Eddie Vedder are very involved in trying to find a cure, and it's this terribly painful uh, skin condition. And and, and, like scleroderma? uh, Yes, but think of something like that and make it even worse. Oh, my God. It mostly affects kids, um, but Eddie and Jill have spent a lot of time in hospitals trying to help these kids, and uh, Leslie Jordan became a family friend of the vetters, and he contributed a lot of money as well. So it's a good cause. Uh, so the show uh, tickets are going to go on sale f- uh, this Friday, by the way, at 10 a.m. Uh, Central Time, that is, at AXS.com. But the it's show will take place. Freaking great show. February 19th. <laughs> Eddie Vetter will be there, as you could hear. Oh, did you guys hear Eddie Vetter doing uh, YouTube? Speaking of the, those two t- together? No. At the Kennedy, re- uh, Kennedy Awards? What no. Was it? Uh, what song did he do? He did one... And he did, one. Uh, he did frickin' one, <laughs> and then he did another frickin' one. Okay. There's another a song called Another Frickin' One? Yeah. <laughs> it was really good. Uh, reporting for Duty, a tribute to Leslie Jordan, will also feature special appearances by Jim Parsons, Anthony Mason, Mayim Bialik, uh, Cheyenne Jackson, Max Greenfield, Margaret Cho, uh, Robin Shaw, and Leanne Morgan, and many other people who were fans of his. So there. All right, and then one last story. I thought this is pretty cool. Robert Plant uh, is crediting Phil Collins for easing him into his solo career. Uh, 30 years after his second solo set, The Principal Moments, Plant looked back uh, on his celebrated second act, recalling uh, where he was at, um, where where he was at following the 1980 death of uh, John Bonham from Led Zeppelin. Of course, he said, after John passed away, there was no Zeppelin. There had to be a way to go. I floundered around a lot because until I was 32, I was in some kind of wild and absurd adventure. I went through all this stuff. I'll write with people. It, um, I'll write with other people. It was a very intimate thing to do. It's hard for uh, anybody to expose themselves musically. Other people with me and me with other people. I have a lot of songs under my belt, which I co-wrote with the members of Zeppelin. I realized I couldn't do another freaking stare to heaven. <laughs> he said it was a lot to live up to, and I had a lot of people who gave me support and strength around that time. So I suppose the first, I suppose the first two albums were driven by great friends. And he said Phil Collins, especially, was driving force and had positive energy with the first record, Pictures at Eleven. He said with Phil, it wasn't so much advice as encouragement and consideration. Uh, he was taking no prisoners. He would only allow himself a short amount of time to come to the studio in Wales and make it work. He said nobody was hiding behind the performance. Then he came on tour with me and basically said, listen, Robert, the guy that sat behind you for all those years was my hero. Uh, that, w- that was it. He said, anything that I can do to help you to get back into fighting shape again, I'm here. And that was at a time when In the Air Tonight came out. Uh, yet he was still mixing and working with me while kicking off a particularly uh, impressive and successful time. So, you know, Phil was starting to reach his, his real potential. Huge. And he steps aside and goes, I want to help out this guy. That's wonderful. Yeah. So wonderful I story. thought that was pretty awesome. And it's his freaking great story. His drumming uh, is fantastic on Robert's uh, recordings. Uh, so it just... It, and it, I love those albums. And you can clearly hear that it's Phil playing yeah. drums. It's it's a very, very uh, signature sound that he has. So I, I wasn't aware. Uh, Led Zeppelin stopped um, making new stuff. After John Bonham, there was oh, never... Oh, yeah. The album uh, Coda yeah, they, was their last album, right? What year was that? They, in the 1980s when Bond died, and uh, and that was it. There was there was no question at all. It's like when Neil died from Russia. Yes. It's just like, no, that the band will never be what it is. Robert had always said that the, the heart and soul and the real sound of Led Zeppelin was John Bonham. Oh. 
So once he, he he left, they were like, they didn't even stop to have a meeting to go, are we going to keep doing this? No. He didn't know what he was going to do. He had a, a, a brief run as a side character on Benson, which was kind of a weird mm-hmm. uh, departure. Did, uh, Robert, Robert Plant, Plant Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I didn't know they were. You must be the butler. <laughs> No, he was he was it was a confusing time for me. Yeah. Didn't know what to do. So he was branching out and trying his other uh, creative, uh, uh, you know, output. <laughs> what the, what the, he just that. got slimed. Where did that take place, Benson? Where? Yeah. What was the location? He was a governor. They they worked for the governor. I just don't know what state it he was. He was originally so the same character from Soap became the right. governor on Benson. Yeah. Correct. Was it L.A.? No, no. Benson was uh, the Benson was the the butler on Soap. Yes, you're yes, saying. Yes, yeah. so he and then and then so, but in the, in the in the series Benson, he was the governor. Uh, he no, he was a he, he worked he for the became, governor. Did he? Didn't he eventually become governor? He worked I for the so. governor. I yeah. he became governor, but nah. but he worked for the in the beginning. He worked okay. for the governor. I know he strangled the governor. And oh. I remember uh, I remember Benson's uh, uh, catchphrase was the door would ring and nobody would go get the door, and he'd turn and he'd go. You want me to get that? <laughs> it never got old. Uh, and that's the story of Robert Plant's solo career, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Rest in peace, Robert Guillaume. I thought you were going to say Robert Plant. Not Robert Plant. No, 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 he's alive. No, no he's Robert alive. Guillaume. We lost him. Passed away a few years ago. Five years ago, yeah. Five years ago. He was the British visitor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want to hear Eddie Vedder singing freaking U2? Yeah. All right. Is it, where is it? Box Pro? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Them. I know, but I, that's the one. And, and I, I love Pearl Jam, and I love Eddie Vedder too. But the the parody that Casey does, uh-huh. yeah, of his his uh, his bizarre vibrato, there are times where I I don't like that. Uh-huh. I don't like that at all. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but I but I love the band, and I love the music, and I think Eddie's a cool guy. You know what happens more often than not is when he's uh, covering other artists. So if he sings a straight Pearl Jam song, you don't hear that vibrato as much. But um, right. he covers like Pink Floyd, "Wish You Were Here," uh, and I don't care for it either. And I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan, so I, that's not. Uh, it turns me off a little bit. Maybe it's because you're so used to hearing it the other way with a more smooth delivery. Yeah. And when he does that, it's augmented because awesome. you're not used to hearing it. That also, way. for this, uh, they did Elevation as well, and he stepped up. He wasn't supposed to do Elevation, and somebody else wasn't able to make it. Somebody got sick, I think. Okay. And so Eddie came in, and the backing oh. band that I had uh, for both of those songs was really good. Here's uh, Marissa. Brought in something else. Okay. Or do you feel the same? It make it easier on your hands. That sounds pretty cool. You got someone to blame. You say, one love, one I love it. I love it. That's great. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're very welcome. I can love the feedback. All right. 
I think we're done now. Yeah, it's almost 11 o'clock. All right, we take a break. We'll I come need to you to stop talking. Re- yes, and, and <laughs> listen to me. Stop talking and listen. Yeah. Uh, so we'll... I need you to stop talking and listen to me. All right, so we'll take a break. Santa Claus. Come back. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> He's got... Santa's got to go. go. <laughs> uh, all right, so we'll take a break. and uh, uh, Santa's got to go. We'll be back in a moment. <laughs> Stay with us. <laughs> The best rock in Philadelphia with MMR's Local Shots. Here and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, Local Shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, Philly. Nickelback. 93.3 93.3 WMMR, their latest song, Bad Stinky Man. <laughs> no, we were just, we were off air. Sometimes we make up words to songs uh, when they're playing, like I'm sure you do too. And that was uh, Bad Stinky Man. <laughs> but it's actually called San Quentin. Oh. It, was the name, it was the name of the song. We should do that sometime. Just <laughs> make up lyrics for words and just for songs that just don't exist. We do that all the time. That There's actually a- goes back to a skit we did uh, for uh, when I, uh, Ricky Schroeder joined NYPD Blue. That's right. Mm-hmm. So we had a, kid. had a little kid doing the lines. But Casey and I, for yeah, I don't know, seventeen years or something like that, have been singing longer. You think twenty four years? Twenty four years. It started at Y one hundred Media. And every day, uh, we, we can't even really say it on the air, uh, it's a suck my something or the other. <laughs> yeah. And not the, the big one, the, the, you know nice, the little ones. I can tell you, uh, Wait, when did, when did uh, South Park Bigger, Longer, Uncut come out? Because that's it, when it started. Yeah, because uh, the Chocolate Uncle... Chocolate Balls? No, Uncle Effer came out. Oh. And as if the song wasn't bad enough... <laughs> The very last lyrics are SMB. Yeah, it's uh, Terrence and Philip, and, uh-huh. and the song ends, and then one of them just goes, suck my... <laughs> and that was hilarious to us, and so we we sing... Kathy, you hear us singing well, that? I, yes, I know, but we have the song from Kim. Do you not sing that? Like, why well, can't that, you say that's, it? That's an offshoot. No, we, we edit it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's bleeped. Or it says... Oh, it's not. Yeah, not... Harry and that's Balsack. Yeah, Harry Balzac. Hey... Casey, boy, blank my hairy ball sack, blank. We, we, we can't, oh. don't say that part of it. Oh, okay. Isn't that okay. weird? You can say ball sack, but you can't say. Okay. It's right. stupid. All about context. Anyway, uh, with that, I was like. back to the Magna Carta. Uh-huh. I, I would yeah. like to, <laughs> I would like to thank uh, Tommy Davidson for being yeah. here. Yeah. Tommy Davidson is performing at the World Cafe Live tonight. It's uh, music and comedy. Uh, and he was a great Interview, excellent interview. He's he really had was an incredible life, and uh, love talking to him uh, when we get the opportunity to. Uh, Pierre Robert is here. Hey, man. Hello. How talking you about misunderstood lyrics or putting in your own lyrics. I, I just pulled up the lyrics to "Tip of My Tongue," the new song from the Peppers. Sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the chorus, um, they go. Where is it? They go. We've only just begun. Funky monks are on the run, <laughs> and I. I've been thinking we've only just begun. Monkeypox is on the run. <laughs> Monkeypox is on the run. Yeah, and that's how I sing it every every Why time. Why wouldn't you not? Yeah, it's just, well, I mean, it's it's blurry enough when you hear it that yeah. uh, we've only just begun. F- Monkeypox is on the run. Yeah, I mean, stick with it. Yeah, that's where I'm going. It works for you, man. It works for me, and f them. I love it. F them. No static at all. By the way, Casey heard you uh, yesterday in the. Uh, 
Did you have a moment in the elevator yesterday by yourself? Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> no, no just moment of peace and love. Well, you did say that. You did. Yeah, he did hear you actually say peace and love. No, I dropped something and I cursed really loudly. Okay, I knew it. I didn't. I didn't. I said he probably it, dropped something. It, it went all the way up the, sh- the shaft <laughs> of the elevator. Uh-huh. Uh, I was only on the first floor when I dro- and you heard it on the, the was fourth it floor. Uh, my so voice funny. carries. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't generally get mad at people, but I generally get mad at situations that get out of my control. One time I was in a nail painting phase. Yeah. And I had this little uh, fake leopard skin purse that I was carrying around with nail polish in it. <laughs> and I got out of the car and spilled the, the, the purse and the nail polishes all were running down the little hill here oh, in Ballackinwood. No. And I got out and I started just foul, loud cursing <laughs> as I'm putting each nail polish back into the fake leopard skin felt purse. And then, and this man is watching me right at the front door because I got a spot right near the front door. <laughs> and I closed the purse and I walked in. I go, Good morning. <laughs> and he goes, Cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> really? Yes, he did. Pierre, I had um, a, a nail polish incident, and I didn't get mad like that. I just got to the point where I like, almost cried over a broken bottle of nail polish. It was like the icing on the It was just a series of events that yes. had happened in it that moment. Is. And then I was running across Fayette Street in Conshohocken, and I had this little bag on me, and it, the, the zipper was open, and I didn't know. So as I was running across, <laughs> everything was falling out. And some, some guy yelled, and he was like, your stuff. So I ran back. He stopped traffic i ran back i picked everything up and i left and as he was driving away he goes there's one more thing and i had just bought a nail polish from cvs i was going to get my nails done that day and i wanted that specific color and i had just purchased it and as he's driving away another another pickup truck is coming in the other direction and i'm just looking and i'm like he could go over that and the wheel hit it and it burst you heard it pop and there's still turquoise on fayette street (laughs) at fourth street in conchahawken because it was my nail polish that's great yeah. But those it's those it's a it's a cascading series of things. It's not the first thing or yeah. the second. It's the camel, you know, that breaks the straw's back. Yeah. Or whatever uh-huh. it is. Yeah. That's and a, um, straw. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and it's the <laughs> and then you hit that that point, and then you I, tr- I either explode or I cry, one or the other. It's the last yeah. coffin in the nail, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, how about that letter? All right, hey, how about that? Here we go. Kristen and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. Preston and Steve shows brought to you today by the letter. A as in ass. 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 We're giving away $300, and we give that away on Friday. So let's get it to you. Uh, What's happening on your program today? Uh, Never mind. Uh, These two crazy kids I used to know, they would see (laughs) girls, and they go, nice ass. And then the other one would go, they were twins, and go, nice dumper. (laughs) Nice dumper. I'm going, oh. God, that is so foul. (laughs) And it just came to me just now. On the program today, we have uh, Tom Petty, Workforce Blocks. We've got Royal Blood. And I, if we can find it, I'd like to pull the archive piece from the very first time they played, which is on this very program. Yes. Um, which is cool. Uh, and uh, it would have been Clarence's birthday today. He would be 81. So we'll ah. do a nice long block of Bruce with Clarence heavy material in it. Mm, excellent. All oh, right. and I played yep. the new, you're talking about the new U2. I played the new Peter Gabriel yesterday, and 
its entirety in a nice double shot. It's it's really cool. Is it? Yeah, I'm going to play it again. I'll play it this morning uh, somewhere uh, before noon. I would like to hear that. I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Acme Markets, uh, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors. Also brought to you by Duncan. President Steve Show runs on Duncan. And brought to you by Bergie's Cadillac of Plymouth Meeting. Visit Bergie's Cadillac. Dot com today. Uh, tomorrow on our program, we are ride wide freaking open. Freaking crazy, I've <laughs> been told. So we got lots to do tomorrow. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. President Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the map. Griffith Energy Services is celebrating 125 years in business. We're offering $250 off an AC or heat pump, plus special financing with approved credit. Contact Griffith Energy Services today for this offer and many more as we celebrate our 125th anniversary. Griffith specializes in train, but surfaces all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Griffith Energy Services. Don't go dependable. License number MTHVACR012278.